Welcome to episode 86 of the Pack Life Podcast. I'm your host, Bruiser Carter, along with my family. This time we got first arrival. Welcome back in 2021, Slim Reaper. Pat, I ain't seen y'all all year. How y'all doing? I ain't see y'all here either, bro. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Diagonal movie we got Heat fan enthusiast himself, Mr. Jalen. Here, you know the vibes. And last but not least, we got my brother, Mr. Cut Carter. Cut Carter. <laughs> man, how you guys doing? Uh, first episode recorded in 2021. Uh, new blessings, new blessings. How you guys doing, man? Great, man. Bless. Definitely blessed. They said he's doing good. I'm doing well, too. Doing some applications, doing some things that's going to shape my future, in a sense. You feel future? Yeah, my future. Young senator. No. Oh. Me? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Presidential candidate. That's Jace. Jace got that. Okay. Speaking of, speaking of yesterday, though, I wanted to uh, just point that out. Um, talk about it real quick. Um players around the NBA, the sports world, especially like Jalen Brown of the Celtics, uh, forgot who they, I believe they played the, um, who the Celtics play last night? Heat. They played the Heat? Mm-hmm. Okay, they played your Miami Heat last night and they took a knee. A lot of NBA teams around the NBA took a knee, uh, did the tip off and took a knee and took a 24 second violation as a result of A, the district attorney in Kenosha, Wisconsin, not pressing any, not push, pressing any charges on the officers that was in the, involved in the shooting of Jacob Blake, as well as what happened at the nation's capital, where pro-Trump supporters raided and took over and attempted in an attempted coup to get the election results changed due to them not winning the election. Um, you guys' thoughts? I thought it's uh, just the clear for. I thought it was a clear like double standard that black protesters, Black Lives Matter protesters, and how the, the pro-Trump supporters were treated. I think that was clear as day by the police. I think that's obvious, but what do you guys take away? Jayla, I'm gonna start with you, but. Well, there's no more denying white privilege. I tell you that. Um, You know, just a bunch of thugs out there trying to just thug up the place. No real agenda, just to be out there just thugging. You know, I don't understand it. I mean, when we were out there peacefully protesting, what we were protesting, um, we were called thugs. We were out there rioting, looting. That's what they said about us. But, you know, people out there penetrating the national, uh, a federal building, you know, the Capitol. Where, Capitol Hill police. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, Plain as day. It's plain as day how white privilege works in America. It's definitely two Americas that we live in, and I'll just leave it at that. Clear as day. You agree, Cut Carter? Yeah, it's clear as day. I really, like, for me, I really didn't even know what's going on at first. I'm driving home. You know, I'm, I'm in the car. Everybody like, you see what's going on? I'm like, no. <laughs> I wouldn't, like, I'm thinking it's no big deal. I get home, I'm like, oh, this is this is our land. This is like movie stuff. This is stuff you see on TV. This is historical. They said, they, they said this ain't happened since 1812. Yep, the war 1812. Yep. This sound like I was I was watching on Netflix like a couple weeks ago. The uh, <laughs> uh, what is Olympus is falling? That's what it's like. Like where they you know they attacking the uh, <laughs> the White House, but it was really terrorists. Like people from overseas or the way they depict them. But now we know that terrorists are right at home with us right here. 
domestic and international terrorists. Yep. So, big facts. It's just funny though, like they they get mad about people protesting about people being murdered, innocent people getting murdered and shot by people that are supposed to protect, protect and serve. But then you out there going head to head with people that protect and serve over a person with a fake and false agenda. It's not even like everything he stands for is fake. And now all of a sudden you're a Republican, but this man was a Democrat pretty much his whole life. Now he's a Republican because it looked good and he knew they was going to be the ones to get behind it. But it's more than political political parties with me. I feel like it just represents people trying to control other people and people being using politics as a way to be racist. So done for thousands of years. Uh Jace, what's your takeaway, bud? Let's keep it. What you got for me, bud? Um I'm kind of glad it happened, honestly. Talk to us. Reason being is because of course we know what the real America looks like. We live it every day. But the whole world got to see what the real America looks like. Um, even though I feel like they knew what it what it looked like, it's just that now it's on the whole worldwide, um, on everybody's TV in the whole world. So, um, it's it's sad that it happened, but I'm not mad that it actually happened because it was gonna happen one one day or whatever. Because those people that follow that guy, they just have no brain, honestly. They have no brain. Um, they're brainwashed by him. So, yeah. Facts. I agree. It just, it, we all seen this coming um, when he was elected, the lies he was perpetuating, the things he was saying. And some people are like, oh, he ain't going to really do nothing. His supporters, his base not going to act the fool or do nothing like that. It's just, it's just talk. It's just uh, like locker room talk, like what uh, boys be doing. Similar to, um, like when women be like like rape culture and the things like men say they be like oh we're just joking around we're joking around but women actually live out like that fear of the potential the chance of getting raped that's similar to what Trump's doing it's just nobody thought it would actually happen until it happened on a national scale and the whole world is watching so it's just nasty it's um making a fool out of themselves they're domestic terrorists attempted coup things we've seen in developing countries like in overseas in Europe or the uh, Middle East things like that but you never thought it would happen in a, this country where it was taught, when we were taught growing up, the greatest country on earth. So uh, it's nasty. <laughs> it's dumb. Um, all because they lost the election. It makes no sense. After it been certified multiple times, sent to multiple judges, Republican judges and Democrat judges. So it's not even political anymore. It's just, uh, just like a madman. John, like, like something out of a movie, like Cut says. So it don't really make no sense. Donald, you lost, loser. Bye-bye. Sore loser. That is a sore loser. But before we get off this topic, I do want to shout out the two, three, I'm going to shout out three goats. I'm going to shout out three goats. One, the Reverend Raphael Warnock for defeating his opponent, incumbent Kelly Leffler, in the Georgia uh, Senate runoff, a special election. So shout out to the Reverend. Appreciate that, my brother. I also want to shout out John Ossoff, the youngest elected senator since Joe Biden to be in the Senate. So shout out to John Ross, I'll be the incumbent David Perdue in Georgia. And last but not least, I want to shout out the GOAT herself, Miss Stacey Abrams, the work she did after losing the governor, the governor race to Brian Kemp. And she didn't let that deter her. She still went out and did her plan and got a lot of black voters to vote, a lot of rural voters to vote. So it just all around, congratulations to Stacey Abrams. This, this job, this feat cannot be done without you and not the Democrats 
control the, the Senate, the House, and now uh, the White House. So thanks for looking up in 2021. Your guys' thoughts. Man, that just goes to show you behind every great thing is what? A black woman. Appreciate you, Stacey Abrams. Appreciate you, Stacey Abrams, and everything you do. I mean, um, now, you know, they got to do their work. Yeah. We did our part. They got to do their part. Right. So, you know, we'll see where it lands. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's, it's great for the country. It's great for everything. Politics aside, it's just, I feel like a lot of stuff that we should have been had is going to be implemented, hopefully. Because a lot of the stuff like, it's like Canada has some stuff better than America, but we're supposed to be the best country in the world. It just don't make sense. Oh God! So like the healthcare, right? So we could hopefully we can start implementing stuff to get everybody where they need to be and get this pandemic, all this stuff handled. Like we just, we really like we dealing with stuff we shouldn't be dealing with. You know, oh God, be the best. Big facts. Is there any news we all want to get politically out of the way before we talk about? Some big sporting events that's our that is approaching. 25th Amendment, Amendment impeach, whatever y'all gotta do. I don't want bro to finish none of it. He don't need to finish nothing. Gonna, Get him out of there now. The only thing is it's gonna take he got two weeks left. It's gonna take about a week for them to actually say, okay, we're gonna do the 25th Amendment. And then at that point, it takes like three days for him to get out of office and stuff like that. So it, they probably gonna let him finish his They he recently came out and uh, my mama just told me that he came out and released a video saying that Biden won the election. So I don't know. I didn't see the video yet, but that's how I was informed like an hour ago. So <laughs> he trying to do it back. Right that or make his supporters go go back. What you said, JD? Nah, I was saying he had no choice. Yeah. No choice after yesterday. Stephen A said he had a great point. Stephen A had a great point. He was like his biggest supporters, like Mitch McConnell and Mike Pence, right. were all in that building when he told them folks go to the building and, and do whatever you gotta do. And his biggest supporters is in there. So like <laughs> Stephen A said something about the nuclear coals and all that type of stuff. That scared me because like this like this man can do anything he wanna do right now. And obviously he just did what he just did yesterday. By leading, by inciting a riot, honestly, we're gonna call it what it is, it's inciting a riot. And I we can't really do much about it because the 25th Amendment it takes too long to actually implement it. And we can't and impeaching takes we already seen how long that takes. So and he got two weeks. We let's pray that these two weeks go by smoothly. How long it take for that 2k uh stemmy to come through? Let's talk about it, JB. Now it's a nitty gritty. My mama claimed me, so I ain't. Yeah. <laughs> I felt that. <laughs> I need all that. I get on the need <laughs> Love to see it. All right. Like, that was a interesting topic. They say we don't talk about politics on here, but they don't be watching because we, we be getting that. Uh, Who said that? And they be on that. So people be saying, oh, I appreciate that. We be talking about a little bit of thing, no? We do. We do. All right. I know. Big facts. Uh, Let's talk about it. The NFL Super Wild Card Weekend. The Green Bay Packers and Kansas City Chiefs earned a first round bye, so they will not play this Sunday. We will see them next week. We'll talk about them next week. 
let's talk about the first matchup. Highly anticipated. The, the Colts will travel to Buffalo and play the Bills. The Bills are a six and a half point favorite as of February 7, 2021. Who are you guys taking? And give me your reasoning why. Uh, we can start with uh, Cut Carter since you looked at me like that. Buffalo. You see, I got on this Buffalo blue. No, I'm playing. But uh, no, nah, I got Buffalo winning. Uh, this Colts blue too. Shit. But I got, I got Buffalo winning. Um, I think it's gonna come down. They got the better team. The Colts have. I, I do want to see Phil Rivers do well, but it's Josh. I think it's Josh Allen time to make some noise. I I, I know Stephon Diggs can make noise. <laughs> I, um, the defense is, their defense is amazing. You know they're good to watch. Play good. They play good. Um, I think this is a game where. The Colts are good at stopping, but no, I think they're good at stopping the run. Colts defense is notoriously known for, I guess, more so for their pass rush. But, I got um, you. but, um, and stopping the run. No, nah, I'm just thinking when they, they couldn't stop Derrick Henry, but the, the Bills don't really care. The Bills don't want to run the ball. The Bills want to throw the ball and throw it over you. So, um, there's only one Derrick Henry. So, I mean, <laughs> no, nah, no, the, the Bills don't, but the Bills not going to stop it that way. I don't think they have any corner that can guard Stephon Diggs. I think if they double them, they're setting themselves up for failure because that's going to open it up for um, Beasley to come across in the slot. That's going to open it up for Gabriel Davis to beat you deep because he's the deep threat. Gabriel Davis, like, Stephon Diggs is more intermediate. So, and then John Brown, he caught one the last week too or whatever. So, yep. when, they turn, when they turn it on, they could turn it on. The and, go ahead. Oh, I'd say the Colts ranked second in rushing yards per game, only behind the Bucks, 90, 90.5 rushing yards per game. So they have a good they have a they have a great rush defense. The defense in totality is really good. They're good at stopping on the run, exactly. but they can't stop hearing Henry told it on them. So that's what it was. That's why I was thinking that they Yeah, give Henry some respect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, Six and a half points right. favorite, Derek. You got the Bills winning, right? Yeah, Bills. I'm sorry, because Jalen he made a slick comment. <laughs> I was saying, welcome as we welcome mm-hmm. Mr. Johnny, Johnny Mars in here. John, how you doing, man? You like he just woke uh, up. What's good? What's good? Yeah, I definitely just woke up. Um, Derek Henry gonna total them, bro. It don't even matter. So they don't play each other. <laughs> <laughs> we talking about Bills Colts, uh, John. I'm sorry. Y'all talking about? We on Bills Colts, bro. I got you, yeah. man. Bills Colts, not straight. Um, I got Colts for real, for real. I think they gotta come out and just be the underdog team and win like the Bears do. It's something about this season that got me in the mood. So if the Bills, if they mess up early and the Colts capitalize off of it, because the Colts in a lot of games this year have gone up about two or more scores. And granted, the defense, has defense at least, hasn't been well enough because obviously if you're up by 14, your run defense is good. So if they get up early in this game, their run defense is going to be straight, but if they allow Josh Allen to come back and throw for like 350, 375 still, then it could be a problem. But I do think they have the offense to compete in a shootout, which the Bills, you know, that's the type of game they like to play. So it's going to be a tough one. I do think the Bills have a chance to lose, but they are at home. And that gives me an advantage. So we'll just have to see. That's what I got. I believe the I believe that all that rides on the play of Phillip Rivers. I think he has to come out and turn back the clock and play like he did back when he had LT, back when we were with the Chargers those days. Because if he turns over the ball, makes a, a sloppy throw, I think that'll be the game. That'll be a turning point. Jalen, 
One of the biggest knocks I'm hearing into this week is Josh Allen's immaturity. We see him last year in the playoffs against the Texans. He was doing uh, uh, NBA, NFL 2K throws off behind the back, throwing it, just doing crazy throws, all this other stuff. Do you think he'll settle in this year with a playoff playoff experience under his belt and beat the Colts this week? Well, he'll be better than what he was last year. But I have the Colts pass rush giving him a, a problem. Um, we've seen it. At times, Josh Allen can struggle and look really bad against a pass rush. First half of that Pittsburgh game, they were all over him. And then Ben Roethlisberger throws a pick. Their defense makes the play, gets them, gets the energy, swings the momentum back into the team's favor. Josh Allen, boom, gets there. I feel like whenever Josh Allen faces real adversity in games, he tends to go into a shell. And it takes for someone else to make a play to really give them a spark. So I'm really going to go with the Colts. I feel like the Colts going to come out to play. They're going to be ready to smack them boys in the mouth. And I don't think that Josh Allen is ready to take that step and respond to adversity. So, yes, give me the Colts. I'm going to predict the score of. Bills are six and a half points favorites. What's the score? What you got for me? I got it 31 to 28 Colts. Close one, I got you. Uh, last but not least, Jace, who you got winning this uh, the kick, this matchup to kick off Super Wild Card Weekend? Um, I'm going to go save. I'm going to go to save pick and go with the Bills. But um, this is Josh Allen's game to lose. If he wants a bad, he'll play the way he needs to play. Um. Like, he is wet behind the ears. He is a little adolescent in the playoffs. But um, Leslie Frazier and them boys, gonna, they, they, on his on, on Leslie Frazier's side, they not they – not, you know they going to come to play. They going to come to play. Um, So, it's all on Josh Allen. That's the only time they really lose is if Josh Allen is not doing what he got to do to play football. So, I'm still going with the Bills, but the Colts definitely have a shot at winning this game if that pass rush gets to him. And they pressure him a lot, get him out of pocket a little bit. Um, yeah. I got a question. Uh, shoot, cut. We got you. So, Josh Allen played in the playoffs last year, and, and they they lost to the Texans, right? Or did they win that game? They lost. They, they went to overtime. They lost. They lost to overtime. Okay. So this is his second playoff appearance. Correct. So, him and Lamar Jackson have the same amount of playoff wins. I also like to add that the Colts that that we gassing right now. This is a new quarterback in a new system in a new city with a bunch of players that have never, ever, ever, ever played in the playoffs ever. No, and now you're going to couple Buffalo. half, couple half, couple half. And it's their seventeenth game of the season. You don't think they hashed that out by now? Literally, they're playing their seventeenth game of the season. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that I don't think this this isn't this isn't basketball where you can get it go, you could be in sync by the end of the season. Right. It, it takes I mean, it takes years for teams to get it going. The I mean, Chiefs didn't just, the Chiefs didn't just come out and win the Super Bowl. The Chiefs took three years to get where they at. So I don't understand how the Colts are being so hyped. They do have Philip Rivers at the helm. I mean, he, he's oh, Philip Rivers ain't made Philip Rivers didn't make the offs for what in, in in San Diego he didn't make the offs. But he had before for three though. years. And Timmy Lynn. I don't blame the coaching for what they had going on. He was missing throws. Phillip played bad. He, he did play bad. He did. He definitely played bad. But so I the kicker and shank every and shank every kick. 
The last time the Chargers, Philip made the playoffs was in 2017 when they played. They beat the Ravens that year, and, it, and then they played New England and lost, I believe. At one oh. time. So look at that. Recent. The Ravens they beat were J- Joe Flacco's Ravens. That was Lamar's rookie year. Yeah. Lamar, yeah. And Lamar played that game. That was Lamar rookie year. Oh, when they put the DBs in the at linebacker. Uh but yeah, to counter your point, because because I do have the Bills winning. I think it won't be close in my opinion. I think they're gonna route them like similar what they did last week. Uh they have Xavier Rhodes playoff experience. They have well, they, Buckner, no, playoff no. experience. T.Y. Hilton got a couple of playoff experience on his belt as well. So I, okay, I, I don't think they're unseasoned. I just think it's going to come down to who's the superior quarterback. And I don't trust Phillip Rivers at this stage of his career to get the job done anymore. So I'm taking the bill. I think they'll right. come spread immensely. And for some reason, the thing with me, though, Stefan Diggs always end up being open. <laughs> that good. It's because of uh, what's that? What's the office coordinator? It started with uh, Brian something. Brian Dable. Dable. Yeah. He, hey, that, that system he got going, he finna be a head coach somewhere. Coming years, yeah, in the search right now, they're doing right now. So, to close out this, we got three me, Jason, Derek got bills, while John and Jalen got the Colts. I just want to add one last thing take it away. You all, you know, people talk about the Bears, you know, that's my team, but they say that we can't judge Trubisky's last few games because of the talent that he's played and the records of those teams. But you look at the Bills, they play literally under 500 teams, literally. I'm looking at it. They play teams like. <clears throat> let me go to this schedule. It don't matter. But the fact of the matter is. Like play the Chargers, Dolphins. The Dolphins have a top 15 defense. They played the Chargers week 11. Then they came back and they played. The Niners. The 49ers. Yep. Then they came back and played the Steelers. Okay. And when they played the Steelers, they didn't score that much. And then they came back and played the Broncos. The team after that, again, they came back and played. New England. The Patriots. Yep. Like, those are all under 500 teams. Trubisky doing the same job. Not to compare these quarterbacks in any capacity, because I, I definitely have Josh Allen being far better than Trubisky. But the same respect that's given to that team needs to be, or yeah, given to the Bills and be given to the Bears. And then look at the fact that oh. Phillip Rivers is a 4,000-yard yes. quarterback. Phillip Rivers is a 4,000-yard quarterback, just like Josh, or yeah, Josh Allen. But Phillip Rivers has a 1,200-yard running back in his bag, while Josh Allen really don't have that much of a run game to support. So if that pass stuff go left, the Colts got JT, who's going to go crazy. And they have 1,200 yards of offense that can come from literally any type of running back on that squad. So I really got them going because they have the advantage when it comes to other positions, not just Josh Allen. And if they play a smart game plan like Frank Ray is capable of doing, then I definitely got them winning this game. At 1 o'clock, where oh, they're comfortable. God. So, oh, yeah. God. The game is in, be- the game is in Buffalo. The game is going to be in the cold. Potential snow, one. Two, you said Jonathan Taylor got the 1,200 out of nowhere, whatever. The Bills' rush defense is great. So, the run thing not going to work. He going to have to throw the ball. And it's going to be on the, and it's gonna have to be on the side that Tredavious White is not on. So, now you got to force the ball to one side of the field. And I don't even like the corner on the other side, Josh Norman, but he can make a play. He can make a play. On who? <laughs> Before I let Jason go, the, the Bills rush defense is ranked 17th in the NFL, allowing 119 yards a game. 
Stelm team? Against a 1,200-yard running back. I can't let Jason go because he also said the Bears are on the same level as the Bills. Oh, that's, that's what I was going to get at. That's, that's oh, what I was Josh Allen has – this is Josh Allen's second straight playoff appearance. You said the Bears and the Bills earn the same amount of respect, but they don't because <laughs> y'all division sucks except for the, the Packers. They, their division is better than y'all's now out of nowhere. For the last couple of years, it hasn't been, but now it is. So – The Jets and Patriots crash. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, but the Dolphins were the Dolphins were a game out the playoffs, and they didn't make it because the Bills beat them. The Jets ain't Patriots. The Vikings and Lions are way better than the Jets, and they were way better than the Patriots. So, and they weren't tanking. The Jets, hundred percent, were tanking. They lost the game they had one on purpose. No, 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 no. Our division wasn't tanking, which means it was competitive the entire way, and people knew that. It was no speculation of what player they're trying to get in the draft, like. Every team competed. I'll give so, you that yeah, on the did. division side, but I, I'm my main point. I'm not gonna lie, because I might have been wrong in my rebuttal. But my point is that the Bears and the Bills are not on the same level. That's my point. I can't agree with that. Maybe not. Got you, boys. All right, that was fun. I like this. Oh, oh, you compared the coast. I mean, you compared the Bears and the coast of the Bears and the Bills. I'm comparing the level of respect going into the playoffs for the Bills. You can't respect y'all. Gonna give more respect than the seven seed. John, we can't give y'all respect because y'all ha- y'all almost have the same quarterback situation as the Eagles. And the Eagles beat the Saints. Oh, brother, <laughs> Jalen's so funny, bro. <laughs> just a troll. Like, he's just a troll. Bro. Wait, a troll. Did the Eagles not beat y'all? Hey, we, we, do like, I'm hey, we talking about playoff teams, JB. I'm sorry, we're talking about. Are they, are they even a playoff team, bro? You're right, bro. But what I'm saying is Trubisky. Can run the ball. Hey, hold on. He can, he, 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 we gonna get we, there though. We gonna get whoa, to the hold same players. Hey, 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 okay. hey, I'm gonna be quiet. I'm gonna be hey, quiet. yeah, there we go. Yeah. I gotta mute everybody. All right, we move on to the next matchup on this Super Wild Card weekend. Rams travel to Seattle for the third for the third time to play them. Second time in Seattle. Seahawks are a three and a half point favorite. Uh, in pre-production, Cut was talking, telling us about how y'all sleeping on the Rams, bro. It's not that. We're not there yet, though. We're not there yet. Cut, you were saying y'all was the you be sleeping on the Rams, or the Rams might potentially upset the Seahawks. Can you expand on that point, please? The Rams and the Seahawks split this season. This is their third matchup. Uh third matchups, it could go any way when when you both split. And the thing is, I know it's in Seattle, which gives them the, the advantage. But last time Jalen Ramsey matched up with DK Metcalf, what did he do? He didn't do much. Now you got him matched up in the playoffs with Jalen Ramsey. You got Aaron Donald, who's ready to eat and finally get some more, get back to their playoff glory from two years ago or three, yeah, two two years ago. So now, um, I think they're gonna apply pressure. Now, when we switch sides and we talk about the Rams' offense, I don't know what to expect because I don't have faith in golf. So uh, that's the that's the reason. Golf mm-hmm. is questionable. They say he's coming off of a thumb injury. He's a yeah, that's why I think they can lose. They 100% can lose the game because of that. I don't think the offense can do anything. But I think their defense is good enough to keep it attainable. And, I mean, it's going hmm? – Who are you picking? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I got to put it on wax now. Dang, the time has come. Give me the uh, – give me the Rams. 
Mm. Gotcha. Uh, Jalen. Cooper Cup is back up, back for this matchup. Jamal Adams, he did get nicked in their Week 17 matchup against the Niners, but he said he will play. Who you got winning this game, bro? Third time's a charm. Playoffs. Um, what I saw from the Rams last week was – not the Rams, but the um, Seahawks last week was definitely not an encouraging sight. They were struggling, I guess – the 49ers who had their best corner out. Like, why are you struggling to put up points against that defense? Why are you struggling just in general as a team against the 49ers? So it's just like Seattle, I feel like they could easily go out there and win the game, but they're not going to. All because of Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll is not the right coach for them guys, I believe, to get them further than what they need to be right now. You look at you look at these boys, they should be a favorites to go to the NFC West, but we don't know. We don't know what rush we're gonna get. We don't know what DK, what DK we're gonna get because Jalen Ramsey gonna be on them. And then you got that that monster AD coming up the middle. So it's like, do you really can you really put your faith in the Seahawks right now? I can't. So, with that being said, I'm going to go Rams. Oh, okay. And it'll be it'll be a fairly low-scoring game, 20 to 16. You got Seattle covering, okay. They, Russ loses. Oh, no, Russ tries to make a last-minute drive. Yeah, Russ makes a last, tries to make a last-minute drive and fails. Oh, got you. Okay. No love for the Seahawks today, I see. I will agree and say Russell Wilson at offense – Taking out, taking away their Jets matchup. They were, they have been sluggish lately. They haven't been putting up the high offensive power that they that were used to seeing earlier in this year. Uh, Jay, so you got man, Rams or Seahawks? Okay, let's pump the brakes. Okay, let's pump the brakes real quick. All right, let's pump the brakes. We still have Russell Wilson on that side of the ball. Okay, they still have Russell Wilson. They have this. The I'm a bold prediction. Okay. Another Robin Johnson on the side of that ball, too. I'm just saying. They have Pete Carroll. I don't know what JB's talking about. They have Pete Carroll. He led them to two, three. I don't know. I don't forgot how many Super Bowls it was. Two. So, two. On, on the one-yard line? <clears throat> you don't get a ball to march on That's a questionable call. We still got him there, right? All right. So, listen. They have um a, a, a quarterback, right? Some type of quarterback. I don't know what he is. His thumb broken, okay? He has a broken thumb on his throwing arm, all right? He's not going to be – they're saying he questionable. He's probably not going to play. If he plays that game, they're going to get they're gonna get blown out by 30. I'm calling it, all right? <laughs> I have Seattle winning uh, 10 to Ooh. 31. 10 to 31, wow. Seattle. Wow. DK will get over 100 yards on Jalen Ramsey. Oh. Just because of the playoffs. Oh, okay. Y'all forget I like Russell DK. Wilson in the playoffs is basically Tom Brady. Hmm. I mean, uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. All right. Yeah, you got Jalen Ramsey. You got AD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to do what they got to do. But, hey, I got DK going off. I got Russell Wilson going off. And they got Jamal Adams, the best linebacker in the game. Linebacker. <laughs> He's not a safety. He's a linebacker, okay? The best linebacker in the game. He's going to terrorize Jared Goff. 
He gonna terrorize them. Okay. Well, golf is av- average. Yeah, very, yeah. very average. And, and at the same time, you don't know what Jared Goff you're gonna get with a broken thumb. Y'all crazy. Y'all crazy. Uh, John. And off the can makers. Jared Goff throws for two picks, or like he gonna throw for picks. <laughs> he, he it just in his nature. He's going to do it. And you can't throw picks against Russell Wilson. He's he's still an MVP candidate. Don't get that wrong. He's not gonna win, but he's still an MVP candidate. So the big facts. I got you, John. (laughs) John, when Jason's doing the Oakland monologue, bro, you was like, "Yeah, Derek and Jalen have lost their mind." You were shaking your head. Tell me why he's riding with Seattle, man. Yeah. Um, Okay, four losses by the Seahawks this year. All I'm intrigued by those losses. One coming in overtime versus the Cardinals. Split against the Rams. Others against the Giants and others against, uh, I believe, another playoff team. Who else did they lose to? Giants, Rams, Cardinals, and Bills. They, yeah. they lost but to Bills. Bills, Bills. So the fact of the matter is, their, their losses are very impressive. They were close, and you could say they could have won all of those games. And they did start the season like 5 0, 6 1, 7 like something ridiculous. And we were talking MVP. I, I, how does that just go away in this matchup where the <laughs> Bills, who six lost? Also come to the Seahawks, the Bills, and some other questionable teams like the Jets. And you're like, what in the world? Like, y'all losing to teams like this? The Seahawks have not slipped up. And if they did, it was a very close game until the end, all four quarters, that they competed. So if you look at a team that can compete all four quarters, you're like the Rams or the Seahawks, where you're taking, like, without even them playing each other, I'm taking the Seahawks. Now you tell me that they're playing each other, and I'm looking at their schedules this year. I, I definitely have the Seahawks. It's at home. It's 4 o'clock on a Friday. This team is going to have fun with them. Like Saturday. Nah, I got the I think I think the Rams can make it, you know, fun to watch. Like, oh, touchdown, Cooper Cup, he's back off the IR. <laughs> you know, but like it's not to be them winning. I got the Seahawks comfortably winning at home. Russell Wilson, like Jay said, is he's special. He's an MVP quarterback. I, I don't see a first round exit in twenty twenty one. So I I have Seattle winning. I, I haven't winning by a field goal. I, I just think this game is just too close. Last time these two teams played, it was close. The Rams were in position to win. Then golf through an ill-advised interception that cost them their chance to score a touchdown, even get points on the board. So I think this game will come down to who could take care of the ball more. And I trust Russell Wilson to take care of the ball more than Jared Goff or if they put in the backup quarterback. It's just simple as that to me. I think the stars will shine. AD will have a great, a good like breakout moment. Jalen Ramsey will have a great breakout moment. DK will. Uh, Tyler Lockett maybe have one perhaps. But I think similar to last matchup, it's come down to the quarterbacks, and I trust Russell Wilson more than Jared Goff. The Seahawks' offense have been sputtering, but Russell in the second half, he's just good enough for that one drive to get you that one touchdown, and I just, I just silly for the uh, Rams. So I have Seahawks winning by a field goal. Any other closing remarks? Cut Jalen, anybody? I think I don't I'm not saying this to say that Seattle is bad. I'm just saying it to say they can be shocked based on good defense. So and they're not playing well right now. Doesn't matter. I think it's gonna come down to the defense. That defense Seattle defense gonna have to like get score. If Seattle (laughs) defense scores, they win the game. Put it like that. Yeah, we see that. They have a horrible quarterback, so yeah, I'm just telling yeah. you, bro. The the Rams, but they can run the ball too. The Rams have good running backs. Their service, all three of their running backs are serviceable to run the ball. Molly, get on that. Best linebacker in the game. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
like with that shoulder injury. Uh, listen, I ain't mean to uh compare Tom Brady and uh Russell Wilson. Thanks. I meant to say yeah. Aaron Rodgers. I meant to say Aaron Rodgers, my fault. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. We're not gonna water down Aaron Rodgers like that, are we? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just hey. saying as far as like Next uh, speaking of Jalen's quarterback and Jalen, your internet going in and out. I don't know how it's going on over there. But we're, we're about to talk about your team, your guy. We have the Washington football team hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The football team are an eight-point underdog currently. And there's rumors that Alex Smith may not play. He's nicked up. They might do a quarterback switcheroo with the backup Heineke and see what they got going on. Chase Young called out Tom Brady, said he wants to go, and I love that energy from him. He's the next superstar of this league. Jalen, I'm going to go with you first, but who do you have winning this matchup? It don't matter who their quarterback is. They was going to lose anyway. Understand? I don't understand the Alex Smith hype. Who's going to have to check down Larry? We ain't worried about him. If he do play, man, I got the bucks, man. We going to be out there. Running these folks through the ground, bro. I, I think we win big. 38-7. Easy. 31-7. They too little. They That's too little. They got one receiver. Terry. You know what we're going to do? Lock him up. Oh, bro. Ain't nobody running on our defense. I love Antonio Gibson. But ain't nobody running the ball on us. So, where they points going to come from? Come Maybe a Tom Brady. So you know he good to throw a little. He good <laughs> to throw a pick six or turn the ball up for a touchdown. He good for it. He pissing me off with that, but yeah, man, we're gonna we're gonna bust them boys. We're gonna bust them boys' ass. All right, got, I got five on it. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny Morris, who you got winning this matchup? Are you taking the underdog? Eight point underdog. What you got? Um, this year, 2020, 2021 season. I don't like Tom Brady at night. I don't. Uh, it's 8-15. It's Saturday. It's just kind of north unorthodox type of game for Tom Brady, I personally believe. And <laughs> I think they lost last year at night um, when he was in New England. So it's just not – I just don't know. The conditions don't really align. The history don't really align for him to have a, a breakout game like Jalen is saying right. uh, at this particular time. But, you know, it is the Washington football team. Um, I think they have a better coach. You know, I think, I mean, no disrespect to Ron Rivera. He got them there, but I think they do have a better coach in Tampa Bay. And with Tom Brady still being a champion and probably the most experienced person in this situation of being a, like a first game playoff, I think they'll, they'll pull it off somehow, some way. Like Tom Brady is able to use his weapons to get in the end zone enough times to say we win, you know. Might not be a blowout. Because I do think Washington still does have a terrific defense. But, I, I, you know, Tom Brady's going to say, like, y'all, we got to get in the end zone. Let's score. Let's win the game. It's, like Jalen said, like you said earlier, it is as simple as that when it comes to, like, the quarterback in the situation. Like, I think they'll win. Gotcha. Uh, Jace, what you got, bud? Do you have the football team pulling off the upset? Chase Young, Montez, Swig after Brady. Keep it low scoring. Hopefully the offense could turn something into nothing. You ain't got a cap because you're a Saints fan either. Tell the truth. Hey, let me talk, man. Listen, 
I never take the Washington football team in any game. All right, unless they're going <laughs> Jets or the Jaguars or something. I never take them in the game. They're uh probably the worst organization. They have a good coach. They have a good defense. Yes, they do. Have a good young core. They got rid of Dwayne Haskins. Very questionable. I don't like it. Some of y'all like it. I don't. But um, I think it's gonna be uh close though. I still think it's close. They won't lock down Terry. I don't know what. JB saying their the uh buck secondary is very questionable. They can't lock down Terry McLaurin. They can't do it. Terry will probably go for about 80, 70. Might hit a hundred. But um I do have the Bucks winning though, of course. That's the best thing. This is the easiest playoff game we have this year. Uh um, <laughs> do you think no uh, way Tom Brady, huh? I said, do you think the Bucks cover the eight point spread? Then it's go eight nine points, or you think they keep it uh, under eight? It'll probably go twenty. Oh. Like you said, I thought they will keep a low score. I know, but then <laughs> it's a chance they go twenty. Like it's literally a chance. I, I but if I had to say, if I had to say they go above, definitely it'll definitely go. I would say they go above. All right, cut Carter. My turn. Oh, so everybody knows <laughs> I want Washington to win, but I, I I have to come out and say that they won't. Um, Alex Smith doesn't look good in the pocket, and he might not play. I know the Dwayne Haskins thing is painful to understand and we think it's racist, but Ron Rivera is a Hispanic, a Mexican person. I don't think he's racist. I, however, do think Dwayne Haskins was in a bad situation. I think the Washington owner is racist and he was probably fed up with him as well. Um, Dwayne ended up getting a job eventually, but back to the, you know, the subject at hand, Alex Smith is the quarterback that gives them the best chance to win, period. I don't think anybody, any other quarterback would even have them in the playoffs. I think if Dwayne Haskins and Kyle Allen played all the games this season, we wouldn't, they wouldn't even be in the offs and we'd be talking about Kyler Murray and what DeAndre Hopkins and them going to do to the book. So, oh, no, wait, actually, they, somebody had to go. So, it been the Giants. So, we were talking about the Giants. We were talking about the Giants. So, um, Bucks going to win this game because the Bucks have the team that is – the team nobody really wants to see right now because it's that time of the season. You got Tom Brady in his bag. You got a healthy Leonard Fournette who ain't never been to the Alls except one time. He's ready. Um, Mike Evans might not play. I'm not sure if he's off. I'm sure he, I'm not sure he's back. He's back. But you also have a hungry we AB. We don't need him. <laughs> you also have a hungry AB who's ready to prove that he's he's back. You got Chris Godwin. You got Gronk who's back. And the defense is serviceable. So this game ain't a game to worry about for them at all. Uh, I think they – actually, I think Chase Young might make a couple good plays, get a sack, might get a turnover. But um, the Bucks win this game by at least 14. Oh, okay. Uh, my turn. <clears throat> We've seen historically the underdog team that shouldn't be there come in and win a playoff game. It was the, I think, 6-10 and 10 or 7-9 Panthers did it one year. And, of course, Beast Quake, Seattle, 7-9 against our new, my New Orleans Saints. This won't happen this time. I just – I mean, there is – I mean, it's not a narrative. This is kind of the fact that Brady struggles. The, I mean, the Bucs struggle on night and night game. So, we all know there's the famous one where he did that. But I just think they're locked in. They're ready to go. I think Bruce Arians, he's – um. He may be on the hottest coaching seat in of all the playoff teams because if you lose and get upset by the football team, Brady not gonna like that for sure. The critics not gonna like that for sure, and especially your fans don't mind like that for sure. So I do think if they lose this game, I think they'll find a new head coach. 
But I have the Buccaneers win this game. Just two, their lack of the Washington football team's offense killed them in the end. And I think the Bucs, they cover. I think they beat them by 10 points, 10 or 14 points, and they will be on their way to either Green Bay or New Orleans. Both says Green Bay. All right, we move on. Stay on, on New Orleans. Stay on, on us. <laughs> we move on to the Sunday uh, Sunday three games. We have the Rams. Me, we're tripping. We have the Baltimore Ravens going to Tennessee to revisit their AFC divisional matchup from last season, but this time in Tennessee. The Titans are a three-and-a-half-point underdog. I'll go first. I have the Ravens winning this game. <clears throat> I think this is uh, there's a narrative that Lamar Jackson can't win in big games, in playoff games, rather. Uh, his first year against the Chargers, they lost even though he was a rookie and he was still learning offense. So I, I don't count that. But the last season against the Titans when Derrick Henry ran up in a spot, it took everything. I think that was a diamond on Lamar Jackson, even though when you ask, like, watch the game, receivers are dropping passes, O-line not blocking. So it was just like, it just killing Lamar for no reason. I think they get the job done. <clears throat> Tennessee's defense is horrible. Has defense is horrible. I think Lamar can light things up. He's getting acclimated with Boykin, Dez Bryant catching touchdowns, throwing up the X, Marquise Brown. And they're the number one rushing team in the NFL. They had, I think, 200 yards in multiple games this season, rushing yards. I think that's who is supposed to carry with J.K. Dobbs and Gus Edwards. And I think this time they run Tennessee off their own field this time. I have the Ravens co- have the Ravens beating them and advance to the next round of the playoffs. John, who you got, man? Um, No, that's a terrific take, though. Not even going to cap to you. And for similar reasons, I have the Ravens winning as well. I mean, you look at a quarterback who's been to the playoffs every season of his career. And there is this false narrative that, I mean, well, I guess in his NFL career, it seems like against big-time opponents in big-time games, he's losing. But in this situation, literally did he just face his team last year. And like you said, they are number one in rushing. But I'm not going to disrespect that Aggie um, that they have a quarterback in Tennessee. Like, no lie, Ryan Tannehill has been playing amazing football. And it's probably one of the best resurgence in recent years that we've seen from a quarterback who's really just turned yeah. their around. And I'm impressed by that. Um, yeah, I need to stop it. ALC championship last year. And with the potential to do it again, because he has, for real, for real, a dominant run game in his bag. And with Lamar having that same option as a dominant run game, you really do have to look at, you know, the quarterbacks, I, I believe, and who can do more for their team to win. And personally, I think Lamar is in a better situation than he was last year. Uh, their run game has improved since last year. I do think they have a better pass game than last year. So when you include all those in the scenarios and think about those drop passes that it happened last season or last postseason game for them, I don't think it's going to happen again. So I, I do have the Ravens winning. I think it's going to be fun to watch. It's, it's going to be like an all, ex, you know, display of offense. But I got the Ravens, you know, having the best offense in the end and, you know, going to the next round. That's what's up. Uh, Jalen, you came on unmuted to talk to John, and you told him he was stop playing or whatever you said. Why'd you say that, man? Who you got winning? Um, I have the Ravens winning. I thought John was trying to draw some type of parallel between Ryan Tannehill and Lamar, but I was wrong. But anyway, <laughs> I don't think that, uh, I think that, you know, Derrick Henry gonna go off for like 150, 175, two tubs, but that's all they gonna get. And then Lamar and them going to be marching up and down the field all day long. But that being said, I got it 33 to 14. Ooh. They 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 can't stop nobody. They can't start nobody. The Titans, they are trash defensively. 
they went out and, and drafted Christian Fulton. And it's just like, I don't know if it's the defensive coordinator because the guy got talent. Like, what's the problem over there in Tennessee? So, I mean, I don't think that has anything to do with the players. I think it has more to do with coaching, honestly. And that's why I have the Ravens winning big, man. Can't go against them Harbaugh boys. Uh, well, one of them. One of them. <laughs> the other one, a little suspect. <laughs> Jay, so you got winning, man. Are you, are you riding with the king himself, King Henry? Or are you riding with Action Jackson, reigning MVP? I'm going with Trust, man. I'm going with the boy from down south. Florida. I'm, I've got way from. I don't live in Dade County. I don't know where he's from. But he's from Florida. I'm going with Trust. Um, I see him going for about – he might hit 100. 100 yards this game from just rushing. And I just don't, man, everybody know. Lamar ain't got nobody to throw to for real. He ain't got no – he ain't got no – he got Mark Andrews. Is Mark Andrews – he's straight, right? Yeah, he's still playing. He's playing. He's active. Yeah, he's straight. So, yeah, he got Mark Andrews, but he need a number one receiver. He need a number one. And I hope they get that for him. But at the same time, he's still true. So, he going to do what he going to do. So – I got the Ravens winning. Like uh, everybody said, the Titans defense is horrible. They can't stop the run. They can't stop the pass. So they can't. They basically just can't stop the Ravens because that's basically what they do. They run and they hit you with a play action pass. So hey, they're not from the uh, what's it called? King Henry. Yeah, he gonna go for about a hundred, hundred plus definitely. Yep. He probably gonna only. He probably gonna score the only touchdowns. Honestly, mm-hmm. keep it hundred. Got you. So. I definitely got the Ravens winning. I don't know about big, but I got them winning though. I think, uh, like, I think no. Before I give it to you, cut one thing we're not mentioning is I think the health of their defense. They're getting their secondary back with um, Marcus Peters. He played last week. Getting Humphreys healthy, getting Jimmy Smith healthy, and also getting their interior healthy. Last time the Titans beat them in a the regular season this season, Calais Campbell was not playing. I don't believe they had Yannick and Gakwe either. They acquired these defensive like like walls to stop. To build up their inside, so Henry don't just run on them like that no more. So I think they will be definitely ready for that Derrick Henry run and cut Ravens or Titans. Who you got? Um, I'm gonna start with my little details first, then I'm gonna decide based on what I'm saying. Okay. Already know. Um, so in, in regards to what Jalen said, Christian's been out hurt or whatever, so he's still they don't expect him to play this week again. Odori Jackson just came back week 13. He's been limited in practice this week, so they're only number one corner. And consistent corner was Malcolm Butler. And they also have Desmond who who will play, but he's really mostly using the slot. Um Kevin Bayard still there. The D-line is in. The linebackers are in. Clowney so, Clowney got hurt and didn't get a Clowney's hurt, yeah. Clowney, I don't Clowney don't get Clowney not really a pass rusher anyway. So Okay. Um I mean I got the Ravens winning. I'm gonna just flat out say it. I, I think the Ravens win. I think they get the upset. I think the Ravens owed him for last year, um, especially. Like, that's more of a reason. And I think this year, the Titans aren't playing that well enough for them him to need that outside threat. Yes, that's their weak, their weakest link, and they need it, but I don't think he's going to need it this week. Um, and as long as they can run the ball effectively, uh, I think they'll be fine. And I think the way Dobbins has came on, they could do it. Dobbins, Lamar, they they could they could both almost get a hundred running rush this week. Uh, as far as the D de- and their defense is, <laughs> the defense is gonna be fine. Uh, 
and they plugged the hole. They plugged, they drafted a linebacker first round for a reason, uh, being PQ. So Derrick Henry, they, they did that to and to respond to that need of what what causes to lose this game? Oh, bet. Instead of getting a number one receiver, we got that much confidence in our offense that we're gonna go get a linebacker when we could have got right. we could have drafted a receiver there. So I expect them to try to box Derrick Henry up. That's probably their main goal this week. That's probably all they talk about in practice. So um I could see the Ravens winning this game. Um I'm gonna go 21-10. Got mm, them covering. I got you. Any uh closing remarks before we move on? Uh, you know. I think that there is a stigma the Ravens have versus playing the Titans. They did lose earlier this year in overtime to them. And so when you look at that, you know, it's kind of like angle cap. It's like, you know, when we have to face Green Bay, it's like <laughs> something goes like something mental. You know, you like you keep losing to this team and just little nuances that you do well against other teams. You just seem to can't do against this particular team. So I do think the Ravens, hopefully if they are able to not find themselves in that situation, then they can win. But the Titans, bro, they got some impressive wins this year. They they also are a really talented team offensively. And I've seen it from their quarterback. I wouldn't be surprised if they win this game again. Like, but I, I really – I'm going with the Ravens. I think they'll win. I think Lamar Jackson doesn't want to start 0-3 for his playoff career. But it's just we can't see it here. We, I know we all said the Ravens. But, like, you know, the Titans also – it's not that much of a difference when it comes to who can win this game and who has the offense to win the game. I agree. I think it comes down to <clears throat> time of possession. Both teams like to love to run the ball. Whoever dominates, whoever dominates the line of scrimmage will win the game, and I, I just trust Baltimore to do it. That's just how I'm feeling. <laughs> we move on to the second matchup on this Sunday. <clears throat> the Chicago Bears go and visit the New Orleans Saints. This will be broadcasted on CBS and Nickelodeon. Shout out SpongeBob and them boys. Nick, 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 Nick. The Nick, Saints are a 10-point favorite. John, tell me how Chicago will shock the world. I know you're riding with them boys. Man, uh, it feels great to be doing a podcast with my brothers and, you know, being able to have this conversation with them about two playoff teams, one team that – a month ago, people didn't think that they would be there, that they were dead, and were saying ship off a quarterback, and were saying restart, fire GM, fire head coach. But after pretty substantial play against maybe weaker opponents, but NFL teams nonetheless, Trubisky has found himself in a situation to let his second-round pick be actually noteworthy of something. So in that particular situation, in that particular situation, I think that he has the golden opportunity to win this game. Bruce is asking me how we're going to shock the world. How you shock the world is by giving the people that they say are way better than your people the opportunity to not play. You say Drew Brees is way better than Trubisky. You say that Alvin Kamara is way better than whatever running back we have. You say that Michael Thomas is better than any receiver that we have on our team. That's fine. But how do you give them a chance to actually win the Bears? You don't let those people touch the field. Last week, the Bears controlled the ball for all of 40 minutes in a 60-minute football game. Granted, they lost by 18. However, in the third quarter, they allowed no points. The second quarter was a 21-point effort from the Green Bay Packers. So big plays happen. You limit big plays. I think Drew Brees is a short throw type of quarterback. 
He is capable of throwing deep, but he is mostly in his heart and nature a short throw quarterback. And if we can contain the flat, the underneath, and we get them in three and out situations, and Trubisky is moving the sticks, we win, we win this football game. It's in New Orleans, yes, but fans aren't going to be there to make a difference of what the Superdome is meant to be there for. So in that situation, Trubisky can be comfortable. He can live up to the hype of being the number two pick. And if he wins this football game, I mean, like we talked about stigmas, the Saints have a stigma. You know that when it comes to playoff game, you're like, wait, we should win this game. And then you lose. So it's not like the Bears winning is a complete afterthought or complete impossibility. It's very capable that the Bears win this game. My last thing. And if because that capability exists, that the Bears can win. Because that capability exists, I believe we will win. I believe that there's so much doubt with the Saints that the Bears are going to find a way to win the game. I could be completely wrong or I could be completely right. And that's the scariest thing about this. So I got the Bears winning. Could be a close one. We could win by multiple touchdowns. Jalen's so funny. Come on, let it out, Jalen. <laughs> <laughs> that boy was making some compelling points. That's all I'm going to say. Man, I'm going to be okay. We all know what Drew has the potential to do. We know they have the best running back in football, uh, along with, you know, outside talent. And Michael Thomas has been in and out. I feel as if it's going to take some time to get MT acclimated, back acclimated, and ready to perform how he needs to perform in order for them to win. So you have that running against you. Then you have AK coming off of the best running back in the in the league coming off of having COVID. We don't know how that's going to affect his body. Um, really, that's really the only thing that can really slow him down. With that being said, I mean, we've seen mobile quarterbacks give the Saints trouble. Just mobile quarterbacks. So if Trubisky can get outside of the pocket and really make plays with his with with his legs and also extend plays, I see no problem with them being able to win this game. But with it being in New Orleans, I'm gonna go ahead and say, man, them boys gonna pull it out. New Orleans Saints is gonna pull it out because I have no faith in Mitchell Trubisky whatsoever. He sucks. He stinks. Like, I don't, I don't know. I know he knows what, exactly what he needs to do, but I don't think he does it, and he will be the sole reason why the Bears lose. Wow. I have it 24-16. You don't have the Saints covering? I do not. <laughs> All right. Uh, I see uh, Jace and Cut are just waiting there, just sitting back anxiously waiting to go. Y'all could decide who go first. Man, I feel like Cut got a lot to say. So let me just, I'm going to just say this. Podcast, listen. John is an English teacher. The only reason why he sounded so smart, compelling all this and that, because he's in the English. He twisted the words, did all that. The Saints will win this game by 20 points, okay? By 20. They have Mitchell mm. Trubisky at quarterback. That's all I have to say. That's all I'm gonna leave it. I will. I can't say that. But yeah, listen. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay, cut. Well, thank, thank you. Thank you for not saying it. Cut. Talk to us, man. Why would the Saints? We have a stigma going around us that we can't win in the playoffs. Minneapolis miracle. Last year to Kirk Cousins. 
the no call in that NFC championship game. Tell us why the Saints would get back on track in this um, match. Right. The reason the Saints should win this game, I'm not gonna say we, I mean, I, I think we're gonna win, but you know, yeah. I, I, I know from experience just to be chill and not and be humble. So uh, I have us winning and I, you know, I made my my rounds on this game, but uh, the key to this game really is everybody's back now. Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, and Alvin Kamara have only played 10 quarters together this season. People don't talk about that. So when people talk about the mishaps and the struggles of our team, it's just funny because we still finished top five in offense with random people in the lineup. Taysom Hill was quarterback. Michael Thomas was not was out. Emmanuel Sanders was out. Number one quarter, number one receiver for a week was a, a undrafted free agent. You got Kamara was out. And last week our running back was Ty Montgomery. It's just it's been a lot of stuff going on in this crazy season. And you know that crazy year 2020. But um this is our first game of 2021. And I think we're on the up and up now, maybe. We, everything looks good. You got second you game. Number one. Second game of 2020. Second game of 2020. Who we played last week? The Panthers. And we beat them. Yeah. Yep, yep. But now we got 2021. The defense, the defense was starting safety out. Nickel nickel safety, uh, Chanti out. And they we got people out the practice squad making their first career interceptions and people playing uh playing good for us. So now we got Marshawn back. We got Marcus Williams back. We got Chauncey Gardner back. We got Kamara back. Michael Thomas back. Um, I don't. The sky's the limit for us, and that's just gonna be hard on the Bears. Uh, as long as our O line can block, we'll be Drew's gonna be fine, and we don't have to worry about that beast and Khalil Mack. Uh, but this, I feel like this is the game with everybody back where Drew could get back to normal and spread the ball. We don't have to rely on Emmanuel yeah. Sanders and so-and-so to get, get all the catches or whatever. This is a game where everybody gets a catch. Drew Brees gets nine people involved. But I also think this is the game where Jalen talking about Michael Thomas getting acclimated. <laughs> he only runs slant routes, remember? So he don't have to get acclimated. Mr. Slants, he's back. I'm glad you finally out. admitted it. I mean, that's what y'all say. Y'all say. <laughs> I don't care what you say. He As long as we win. Ends them in and out routes. He's a, a short in, short in elite, short out elite. That's just what's, what it's gonna be this week. And we're not gonna try them deep because they have good safeties. We know, we know, well, good safety. I forgot who the other safety is. Um, Y'all act like Drew Brees don't be playing fraudulent now. Y'all know how he get. I think, I think the key that, to that bike, that bike tighten up. He be scared. I think the key to the season is that Drew knows himself. Drew knows what his body can do now, and he's content with settling. He doesn't try to. He doesn't have to force the ball deep. We don't need him to do that. All we need. Glad not, you know. Not fumble and not turn the ball over. I mean, this is the last season, bro. We trying to go out with a bang, so. Oh, buddy. I think this wait. game. Will come. <laughs> I think this game will come down to. Uh, big. The you big. just wait, because if uh. Is Deshaun Watson stuff true and he ended up in the water hey, next Hey, hey. we're about to talk about that after this. We're gonna talk about that after yeah, this. Don't y'all worry, don't y'all worry. Yeah, I can tell you what you're And they just didn't, they, they didn't, uh, what's it called? Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. My, my, my fault, my fault, my fault, my fault, my fault. Appreciate it, appreciate it. I think this game will come down to um, who has the most big plays. Uh, it doesn't have to be a 20 yard bomb, it could just be a simple screen that goes for 15, 20 yards. I think both of these defense are great. 
I think both of them are doing great, especially the uh, the Saints. That have been the reason why we're in this situation. Also, the Bears they have they have lack starting to not get a lot of credit lately due to them being mediocre on the offense side of the ball. That's what doomed them. But I do think this game coming out to against the most big players. Like, and I think the Saints will get the most big players out of their stars. And I think the Saints will win. I think they'll cover the ten point spread as well. I think the Saints will get up ten points, and Trubis is going to press, and Nagy's going to tell him like throw it deep. And that's when the Saints get that turnover, and that's when the momentum of the game changed. That's when we play the Saints kind of football. So I have the Saints winning. Uh, for the future of the Chicago Bears, I think Trubisky won't be a Bear next season. I think Matt Nagy may not be the Bears coach next season. And I think y'all y'all should get rid of y'all GM. You did the big Khalil Matt trade, but all that has accumulated into being a wild card exit in two years, one against the Eagles and one this season. So I have the Saints winning and advancing to play the Seattle Seahawks based on my predictions. Uh, John, close remarks. I know you have a lot to say. Um, nah, I mean, you know, it's, it's respect. It's definitely respect to the Saints. Uh, but just Matt Nagy is already coming back next season. That's been talked about. Uh, I mean, well, we have oh, seen, gotcha. we have seen gotcha. change their minds. I mean, they said he's coming back, but we'll see. Um, injury updates. Roquan Smith probably won't play. So... We don't want to run with Kamara out the linebacking core. Yeah. Um, Andy Trebate and the other inside linebacker allowed a 87 or 75 yard to Marquez Valdez Scandling uh, last week. So. <laughs> That's also y'all DC file because a linebacker should not be on Marquez Valdez no, no, Scandling. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different story. I don't know why he's in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wanted to ask. But what happened to y'all? Y'all defense is notoriously, notoriously known for being good. And it's like, now, I know y'all have the talent. I just don't see them doing what they used to do. I'm not yeah. hearing Khalil Mack strip sacks like I'm used to hearing. You know what I'm saying? Nah, yeah. facts. Well, a lot of factors for that. Number one, this team doesn't rush that much. We play a lot of zone defense. In fact, 17th in the league when it comes to getting pressure on a quarterback and trying to blitz the quarterback. We don't do it that often. We're in a lot of zone coverages. Number two, like Eddie Jackson signed five-year, 90-some million contract last season, but the quarterback ratings that throw his way are 104. Like, <laughs> how, how, does they, how do they do a quarterback rating for, for safety, though? <laughs> Anytime the ball is thrown, like, they're it's way in out. his own. But see, he he don't – I mean, it's hard. Bro, y'all don't need to be but playing. Think, but no, and that's on real stuff. Like you said, we have great players. I don't think that's on – I don't think that's on A. Jackson. I think that's on a defensive call. Like you said, if we're we rushing. Uh, Pagano. Yeah, right. Y'all shouldn't be in zone against um against the right. uh, Aaron Rodgers. Y'all play Aaron Rodgers twice. He's not the quarterback to play zone against. And they try, but you really can't play any defense against A. Rod. Like if you try to blitz, he's gonna have to play man. That's why they only beat us by seven. You gotta run man. You gotta yeah. try to confuse him. It's like Mahomes, like any great quarterback. You just gotta try to confuse him. Brady. Yeah, he, he throws them zones, and he could, if he come out there and be like, they in cover two, bet. I'm gonna throw the ball here. He gonna check. Like yeah, he gonna check the play to a beat it. Yeah. So right, and because of that, bro, I really do think you know, like, I, our defense is like I know you say it's good, but like we have good players. If they make big plays and big moments, then we win. But it isn't like they have a track record this season of doing that. Right. So I'm I'm uncomfortable with the defense. What I'm more comfortable with, and what I really think gives us the best chance to win, which is why I honestly do think we will win because I feel like the upset is there. Like if the game management plays heavily on the favorites of the Chicago Bears and they're able to control the clock and they're able to limit those big plays and not allow y'all to score. And yes, when we're in the red zone, we're top five. That is a fact. 
Top five in the red zone. Teams are not scoring touchdowns. Y'all are terrible in the red zone. That's facts. Literally 27. Y'all don't punch the ball in when y'all down there. So, or is the I'm right. I'm, I'm wrong. Y'all do punch the ball down there, excuse me. But when it comes to defense, y'all allow teams at a very high rate to get in the end zone once they – the red zone once they get there. I can definitely so, see that. I think we game manage and we get to the red zone, I think we're likely to score. And I think that if we have the ball most of the game, like, that's just common sense. That's you know, football, like, man. if we have the ball most of the time and we do score a touchdown and not come up on field goals, we should win. And I think that's possible – with the Chicago Bears team. You know what I'm saying? So y'all have a chance. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I just believe it's capable. If the noise was there and all the fans were there, and tr- I think Trubisky would, like, lose it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, think I think being comfortable in a situation where it seems more normal, you know, you can kind of manage and hear a play call and, you know what I'm saying, make adjustments a little easier. I, I think he'll manage this game well enough to come out with a victory. I got you. I got you. Uh, in the last game of Super Wild Card Weekend, the Cleveland Browns, without their head coach Kevin Stefanski, who is on the COVID list, as well as Joe Benito, their starting guard, will not play this game. They will travel to Pittsburgh this time after defeating them in Week 17 in Cleveland to face the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, the Steelers are a six-point favorite. The line moves when the news that Stefanski will not coach. The game. All right. Um, I'll go first. I originally after the um Sunday night football game last week, I picked the Browns to win. I, I felt like the Browns could beat the Steelers. I'm tired of Juju and them boys in the locker room dancing uh without masks and not getting fined and things like that. But with the news of it, Baker not having his coach as well as the guard, I think that hampers the run a little bit with Chubb. I think they gave Big Ben a rest and Mike Tomlin, such a seasoned coach going up against an unex- an inexperienced play call on the other side of the field. With Stefanski, even if Stefanski played, he was still inexperienced. But with all you know is going to call the plays this week or run the team. So it'll be interesting to see. So I have Pittsburgh winning. I think it's a it will be a tough, gritty AFC North matchup. I think it's going to be fun to watch. Baker finally gets playoff experience, similar to Josh Allen like last year, but will ultimately fail and have to come back next season. Hopefully with a lower roster, either with Odell, without Odell. We have to see during the offseason, but I have the Steelers winning. And I don't have the, I have the Browns covering the spread. I don't think they won by six. I think it'll be still one by three points, four points, something like that. Dare I think I I was I'm similar to you. I had the Browns went until the coach was out with COVID, and then they said 12 starters are also out or potentially mm-hmm. out. So it's over. It's just 12 a dog. Starters? Oh my goodness. Yeah. So it's I can't I can't pick against Mike Tomlin again with a team that's like I don't like the team necessarily, but they were very much capable of winning. So um, I think the Steelers actually went in cover the spread. I think is this might get ugly if these players don't play. And they and I did see a tweet about how this is 2021 yet we're still letting the NFL do stuff that's like we're in cave or Stone Age times because the coach is very much capable of coaching from the sideline or coaching from the press box, yeah, or coaching from or coaching from home via the press box. There's too much technology right now for this to be. Oh, you can't be involved at all. Like that's whack. I agree. Uh Jace, who you got winning, bud? Uh I got still winning. Um I had a winning coming in, even if uh um uh uh I, I don't know how to say his name. The fansky. <laughs> yeah, I don't have him. Uh I had I had them when even if he did coach. Um just because I like the Steelers, bro. I like the Steelers. Um I feel like they are an overrated team. But I still like them. 
especially against the Browns, even though they did beat them uh, last last game of the season. But um, I feel like the Steelers have the like one of the best duo wide receiver duos in the league. I, uh, with Juju and Chase Claypool, they have big. I feel like they're big play receivers. So um, yeah, I got the Steelers winning. Not by a lot though. Yeah, it's only six points. I think it'd be a sluggish matchup. Uh, John, who you got winning, man? Uh, give me Baker. I mean, let me tell you why I got the Baker. Let me tell you why I got Baker in the Browns. One, I really don't care about this game. Like, <laughs> it's probably like my least favorite. Should it be the night game? I I think we just oh. had enough of this. Yeah. Like how many times they like they play to keep playing like just played last week like, I I don't well, care Pittsburgh Steelers fans one of the best franchise in the history Browns Baker Mayfield this uh, politics you know how I go yeah so but but because of that I'm literally just gonna take the Browns just because uh, I do think if their run game is able to get going early and they get a lead in the beginning of the game they are in a position to even one come back if they happen to lose that lead. And two, keep that lead by running and, you know, rolling out with Baker and throwing downfield. So, you know, if Jarvis plays well, they should be fine. And, you know, I can see them winning this game in Pittsburgh. I just think not having your play caller, Baker, finally them getting in a rhythm, just not having them there on the sideline may may make Baker just start pressing on some things. But I think, you know, turnover differential will matter in this game. Uh, Big Ben turns over the ball. I think I'll give them Brown's favor, but Baker turn over the ball. Still his favor. It's, it's football one-on-one, not trying to overthink it. Jalen, who you got, bud? <laughs> um, I got Cleveland, and I'm going to tell you why. The Steelers cannot run the ball. Steelers cannot run the ball whatsoever. And I feel as if it's going to come down to who makes the key turnover in the game. And I believe that will be Big men. Reason I say it's not going to be Baker is because I don't feel like they're going to make Baker throw the ball a whole lot. They're going to rely on one of the best running backs. Like I don't even know how he wasn't even mentioned. Nick Chubb. Pure runner. And you yeah. know the guy behind him? Kareem. Kareem Hunt. So it's like you can lean on these guys to really get you where you need to be. Grind that clock. Keep that defense on the Keep that offense on the sideline. I mean, it's cold in Pittsburgh, bro. It's, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I just don't, I would like to see the Steelers go in there and take care of business. And, you know, I want to see Mike Tomlin win, but I just feel as if there's just too much adversity for his guys to handle it. Handle it. Juju, dancing. <laughs> don't know what he got going on. Corvette, Corvette. Deontay, Deontay uh, Johnson. Deontay Johnson, he drop a, he dropping balls whenever he, I mean, he just can't catch cold. That is best week. Deontay, I think Chase well, let me, Claypool. We heard about let him let in the first minute of the season. Let me here. What he played October the first first time in Pittsburgh. The Steelers beat out. My bad. The Steelers thirty eight seven. Baker Mayfield one touchdown, two picks, only one hundred nineteen yards, only eighteen throws. They didn't have Nick Chubb, granted. So Kareem Hunt had 13 mm-hmm. carries, 40 yards. However, Big Ben had 162 yards on 22 throws, 14 to 22, only one touchdown. But you said the Steelers can't, couldn't. Well, the Steelers ran the ball on them 
James Conner had a 101-yard rushing game on 20 carries and a touchdown, and he don't do that often. And now this coach is without their head coach, and I just can't give it to him. And then they won last week only by two points, might I add. With the backup. And it was against backups. No, the quarterback was the backup. Baker didn't start. They just rested Ben. They, they're, they're, I think the rest of their starters played, but they rested That's Ben. I'm saying. The Browns won by two, and yeah. the Steelers weren't playing nobody. They didn't play nobody. And they didn't run well on them that time, but the Browns, Baker had 196, one touchdown. Nick Chubb had 108. So I can't live with if Nick Chubb goes off, they win. I could I could live with that, but I don't 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 talk about what Ben Ben Ben. And then owned. they got and then they got that monster Miles Garrett over there. He's gonna at least force one or two turn. He's gonna force some turnovers, at least one. So that's the difference in the game. I ain't saying Baker's gonna go out there and throw for four tubs and three hundred. We all know he. You know how I feel about Baker. That boy is suspect. <laughs> so he had a sack when that they being said, he only had three tackles the last game. He had three the first game. That's his last week. game, bro. We talking about this week. We talking about this week. They played this. They third time playing. It's hard. We right. talking about this week. They didn't. They split right. Regular season. They split. You could be wrong. Correct. <laughs> you can be wrong. Be also. Wrong. They they see a backup against the race. Y'all talk, talking about the same. Y'all talking about the same Steelers that lost to the Washington football team. Who's to team? Alex Smith. A lot of people lost to Washington football team. not that bad. Seven and nine, good. Come on now. The seven teams that lost to the seven and nine, good team, Jalen. Since when? Hey, Jay's ask your question. For the first five weeks, the coach was coaching during chemo. What are you talking about, man? That's a great. Uh, Yes, I understand that. And they started the game And they had Kyle Allen starting some games. They didn't have an identity, and they still managed to win the division. Okay. Watch what happened to them boys Saturday. What you got for us, Jason? What's wrong with Juju dancing? What's wrong with what's wrong with what's wrong with my boy being the black boy Joy? He got a black boy Joy. He just dancing. Corvette, Corvette, right? He's still out there doing his thing, right? Wants to take it. He's not focused. He's not focused. I don't find no, he's not. Him dancing. I find it funny actually. The issue, the issue with it is it's not an issue until you start losing. And he was doing it while they were on a losing streak. That's the problem. What did they finish? 12 or 4? They think him dancing on logo made the team more motivated to win. Yeah. Motivating the team. Huh? Don't Tom Brady like every time they get a W, he do something on Twitter, right? The GOAT. He's he, a, he gets the double standard. He don't dance on the team logo. I know. I'm, okay, I understand that, but he's still a football player. He's still the other team's watching that, right? The other team. Next up, the Saints logo. Tell me you wouldn't like it. Yeah, you, mean, like, you don't like him. I wouldn't like it. I'm pretty upset. <laughs> exactly. I wouldn't like it, but it's football. We're going to go ahead and bust his mouth when we when we go out there and play. No, that's what Von Bell did. What you said, John? Exactly. Corbett, Corbett. You see it, but you're not going to like Juju. Like, you're not going to be a fan. No, bro. Look, 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 look. He is dancing. He's doing, he's doing a little pregame ritual. Nobody do not win. On the logo. That's like that's like, that's like when the Cowboys fans, when the I'm, I'm with Tara Owens. When he went to go do yeah, that, he, star, we went, okay. You saw he saw the player hit him when he did that. What you talking about? Mad because man, you mad because a man dancing, but you got a game to play. <laughs> I ain't stopped that. I mean, 
man's grown. He could do what he want. And if he go for 100 yards on you, you still – you can't say nothing after that. But if he don't, okay. You score, in the end. You score when you score or get a turnover. You mean you dance when you score or get a turnover, not before the game on somebody else's logo. It doesn't matter. It don't oh, matter. They're, they're a playoff team. It don't matter. They were arguably the best team in the league at one point. It's like do what he wants. It's like in 2018 when everybody in New Orleans doing a motorbike dance. When the boy got the pick on Drew in overtime, he did it right back. I was mad as hell, yes. But he had the right to do it because Drew threw a stupid pass. Yeah, after a turnover, not before the game. You can do what you want to do before the game. I'm saying you can. And they're saying it motivated other teams to play better. Okay, That's stupid. Y'all just trying to hate on that boy. That's stupid. That boy can dance if you want to dance. Go out there. He's gonna make the other team a little pissed off. The most stupid, huh? Let's imagine y'all finna play a football game. I mean, a dude, a person doing the worm on your on your uh, (laughs) center field. Bro, Cam New used to troll everybody before a game in 2016 or 2015. I forgot what it was. Hey, you saw what happened. When, you saw what happened. When people rocked him when he started trying before he got oh, in the end zone. Oh, bro. But you, y- y'all know where Cam from. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Cam get a pass, though. We no, like Cam. No, we don't. No, we don't. They lost. <laughs> y'all don't like Cam? Oh, I love Cam. That's, that's my boy. But he, they still lost. That's that year. They lost. Uh, they did. Is there any more news on the Super Wild Card scenes before we talk about Mr. Deshaun Watson out of H-Town? Now nah, let's get into it, man. All right. right. It, it was reported from Pro Football Talk that Deshaun Watson is unhappy and may request a trade from the Houston Texans after they hired a new GM from the New England Patriots to, to a six-year deal. Deshaun Watson tweeted a tweet. I forgot what it originally said, but it was later deleted. The further reports came out and said that he was unhappy that um they didn't hire Eric Bieniemy. They're trying to go this Patriot way, and they are he doesn't like that after it already failed with Bill O'Brien. They're trying to rebuild the Patriots. We're like, no, we don't need that. We need to go get the black man out of KC. So they started spark up trade rumors. So let's use our imagination, our collective imagination. I start with Jace first because he's doing the he's doing that he's doing that. Where would you like to see Deshaun Watson, Mister Jace Easterwood? Y'all see that flag? Y'all see, y'all see that flag right there? I know y'all see it, okay? Deshaun Watson, I'm talking to you. We are finna get rid of Drew Brees this year. Oh, Drew Brees, not. I'm sorry, Drew. Let me not disrespect you, okay? Drew, you've had a hell of a run in New Orleans. <laughs> I love you. Grew up with you and everything. You won me a Super Bowl in 2009. I love you, all right? But your time is up, all right? We need one of them boys that can slang that rock and can run that ball, all right? Sean Watson, you know, he's he not the fastest. Definitely not the fastest. <laughs> but listen, that boy is a great quarterback, all right? And we would love to have him in New Orleans with AK, Michael Thomas, Marshawn, all, Sean Payton to do you right, I promise <laughs> We wouldn't, you wouldn't see that boy Taysom Hill at quarterback at all. You'll see him at <laughs> You wouldn't see him on the field. So, Deshaun, get on out of Texas. Come on to Louisiana. We, the body ready for you, man. We ready for you. Is 
uh, I'll go with uh, Jalen next. It seems like, oh, oh we go with Jalen. It seems like the Houston's, the, the superstars in Houston, I'm happy. First, James Harden, now Deshaun Watson. Where would you like to see Deshaun Watson go? I would like to see Deshaun Watson in Atlanta, man. I feel like oh, brother. It's, it's, it's time for a change in the city. You know, Arthur Blankton already came out and said Julio and, you know, your boy Matty Ice can be on the trade block. So I feel as if they can make that work. Get Matty Ice out of, out of Atlanta, plug in Deshaun Watson. And then, man, I, I, I really think if we get Deshaun Watson in Atlanta, that'll be a spectacular QB lineup. Well, actually, no, it wouldn't, because y'all would have Texan Hill, and he's trash. But anyway, <clears throat> I would like to see him go there. I feel like he can make an impact with Calvin Ridley. Um, hopefully, Atlanta will get them. Well, they still got Ty Gurley, but I would still probably draft another skill position player. Ty Gurley won't be here Another next skill year. position player. Ty Gurley's on a one-year deal. He won't be here next year. Nine times out of ten. Take gotcha. me a day. So we got Atlanta. We got slide Florida. that boy down to cut Carter. Where would you like to see him go? Obviously, New Orleans is where I want to see him go. But outside of us, um, I like to see him. Well, not like to see him here, but I can see him going here. Uh, my the um the rant the uh, nine the forty nine ers obviously. Uh, yep. that'll be a good fit for him. Um, I can see him wanting. Him oh. Shanahan offense, that could be pretty nasty. Um, I I'd also like to, I like to throw in um another team uh that's like I mean like they have a quarterback, but if he went there and put him in that system, he'd be there. That would be the Panthers. Um, I think he would make that offense everything they want it to be, because he's everything that you know he got more mobility and more uh. Elusiveness than Teddy Bridgewater, and then I'm gonna give y'all one more realistic place. Um, the uh, say it, brother. I'm I don't I mean they say in the Patriots, but I just I know he don't want to go there because it's not gonna help much for him. They need more, you know what I'm saying? They still need more. Um, on offense, watch they build around him so fast, but. I think I, I, one thing I want to say is that I feel like if he's on the block, these teams with these number one, number two, number three, number four picks, yep. they throw their hat into the race. Because now, who, why would you want Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields when you can have Deshaun Watson? <laughs> That's the commodity, yep. You, you flip that pick for him, you know what he coming in and doing. And then if you're a team like, you're a team like the Jags that have two picks, why not? Yeah, but they, I, that's in division, so I I can't see that happen anyway. But I'm just saying, teams with them picks like that, they are. Um, I hope he moves. I ain't gonna lie. I think the NFL needs to shake up. And after the way they let Nook go for what they sent him for, and they let all these players go for these picks, and it's it's time for them to. Uh, you don't. I wouldn't sign the extension, but I know in his position he had to, and it, it was guaranteed money, but. And he thought Nook was going to be there. You know what I'm saying? It's just a bad. Before I hand it to John, I would just like to, because um, Cut made a great point about the teams with the with a top 10 draft pick may 
try to sell their pick to go get a Sean Watson. And I may be attracted to the Texans who don't have a first round pick uh, training in the Larry McTunzel deal with the OG and Bill O'Brien. I say this team, uh, they can right their wrongs. They missed on them in 2017. They drafted a quarterback from UNC called name Mitch Trubisky, but they can right that wrong by go getting that boy back. You go get Deshaun Watson, Ryan Pace of the Chicago Bears. You go get him, bring him in to Chicago, resign AR-12, bring in a running back, get him a run game. They already have a, state, a capable defense. What, what it might cost you, it cost you a couple picks. It may cost you even Khalil Mack. And I, I'll be fine with trading Khalil Mack for Deshaun Watson. I don't know about y'all, but I was willing to do that. So I think that's I think Chicago may be in the picture. I don't think he will stay in conference if they do indeed trade him. If we do believe these reports and rumors, if they were to trade him, though, I do think it would go cross cross conference. They don't they won't have to see him until they have to. So I think Chicago would be a nice fit for him. Uh, maybe or uh, maybe Philly. Philly may try to they, they we don't know what they're doing with Carson Wentz. I'm I'm be I'll be willing to trade Jalen Hurts a pick and some other players for Deshaun Watson. Get that quarterback situation stable while getting him an offside threat. So the possibilities are really like endless. Like there's a lot of teams opening the Saints, the Niners, maybe even the uh, Rams if they don't like golf. Like things like that is like very possible to happen. So it's just fun to watch uh, that a superstar of our league is just on the block, and it should be fun to watch what see our imagination can do. John, last but not least, where would you like to see Deshaun Watson go? You have a jersey, am I correct? I do have a Watson jersey, so it could be in the uh, books for him to go to my team. Um, <laughs> I do actually think that probably would be the best situation. Uh, I don't know, though. Like, I don't know. I'm kind of like trading Khalil. Khalil's like the centerpiece of our defense, regardless of how well they play. The fact of the matter is, whenever you hear Khalil's name as an opposing you know, team coming in to play him. It's like that, that allows you, you have to game plan for that. So taking him away, I don't know if that puts Deshaun Watson in the best situation. I don't know if that puts him in the same situation as he just left in Houston, where you do have J.J. Watt, you know, a, a pretty decent pass rusher who's been plagued by injuries, but you're offensively good, but your defense isn't helping you. So, I think in, in whatever way that Ryan Pace is able to, I would go, I'm definitely trying to get Deshaun. But if you are, you have to make sure that the situation is starkly different than right. when he this was in Houston. Like, he cannot literally be the same. Um, and this is a tough division. But it's also a very winnable division with Deshaun there and him being that type of caliber quarterback uh, leading in passing yards this year who can match Aaron Rodgers. So you want to beat Green Bay, you got to get a quarterback that matches that that. Um, explosiveness, and Deshaun is the quarterback. If you are going to trade Khalil, you, know, you better be damn sure that whatever you do in the draft is going to complement Deshaun Watson defensively. So, we'll see. Facts. Yeah, i say one more thing. I got it. I'm talking to the Texans right now, okay? <laughs> talking to the Houston Texans. Okay. Listen, I'm pretty sure D-Watt has some type of input on where he wants to go. I know he's telling them right now, I don't want to go somewhere where I want. I'm wasting more years of my career. Well, he like officially put in a trade request. It's just rumors it, that it doesn't matter. <laughs> He's unhappy. He is very unhappy. Okay, they are not going to change anything within the next four years of that of that organization. I just don't see it happening. They have no picks. They have no future except D. Watt. That's the only future they have. So, do the right thing. 
What D Y? I know you want to come to. The, I know you want to come to the city. I know you do. I know you want to come to New Orleans. I know you do. Just tell them. We'll give up a lot. I can care less about a pick. I I I can live a long life without seeing the Saints in a draft. Period. If I got D Y, <laughs> I swear. Okay. So. I would love D. Watt to come to New Orleans. I would love it. Definitely, your jersey will be on the way as soon as he's there. As soon as he touches uh, down. I agree. Uh, and Deshaun Watson finished as the top three quarterback in via Pro Football Focus. So even with no running game, yeah, the line, huh? Yeah, the most passing yards, didn't he? I don't think. I think, I think he did. I think he did have the most passing yards. I think. It's crazy. Yeah, he led the league in passing yards, even though they lost. Like oh, yeah, so game. with no O-line, no running game, your receiver's getting suspended nope. or injured, and you still go out there and ball on weekend, week out, keep your team in games. We respect that, and we just – we love your game, man. Hoping for the best, man. The warmest, man. Hoping for the man. best, man. <laughs> Before we get off of football, we have to talk about the college football playoffs. Uh, I believe DeMond didn't get on the podcast today because he didn't want to apologize to me. I respect it, but – Cutting Jalen, I would like my apology. Um, I prefer, I prefer it now, man. You guys said Clemson was going to beat uh, Ohio State, and Justin Fields said, no, sir, not me. Six touchdowns, one interception. We're going crazy with bruised ribs, playing like Drew Brees out there, but with a cannon. So, OU versus Alabama championship, but I want my apologies first, but we talk to preview that game. I'm sorry, Bruiser. I was wrong. I'm mm. mad at my word. I told you last week I'd come, come on here. And say publicly that I was wrong, and I was wrong. But but moving on to Ohio State and Alabama. This is the Alabama Invitational. I say this all the time. It's theirs to lose every single year. Alabama, by a lot. Talk nice. No cap. Devontae, first, off, first wide receiver to win the Heisman since I don't know when. Desmond Howard in the 90s. That's what I'm saying. Matt Jones back there, killing. Najee Harris, who really, in my opinion, one of the best players in college football right now. Going to come in in the, in the NFL and do damage. Get the mic off your like, back. I, I don't understand how. My apologies, brother. Yeah, you know, it's it's growth. It's growth. <laughs> little growth. But you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't see where Ohio State beats them. They not going to come run the ball. Not doing that. <laughs> I mean, Justin Fields, like him. But come on now. Like, do we really think Justin Fields is going to do anything against a Nick Saban defense? Well, you thought the same thing with a Dabo Sweeney defense. I don't even like Dabo. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, Dabo, Dabo defense sweet is pie. But I'm telling you right now, Alabama defense ain't never been that. It ain't never been pie. Um, and I'm just saying, SEC football versus Big Ten football, all the big boy football get played in the SEC. Mm-hmm. For those who don't know what that means, Southern Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cut Carter, I'm awaiting my apology now. Sorry, but it doesn't take away from the fact that they about to get beat by Bama. <laughs> I got Alabama, Alabama over over Ohio State by by um fourteen point spread. You said fifteen. Fourteen plus. Oh, got you. 
That's it. Man, I ain't got nothing to say. I mean, Jalen said it all. Devontae gonna have a game. Devontae getting the hundred. So. All right. Uh, I'll say mine for last. John, uh, your team, we, we not even we wasn't even mentioning Notre Dame, but your team was bounced by Alabama. They kept it close, though. I was surprised. They were they didn't cover the Alabama not cover the spray, so they did their part. Uh, two things. Who you have winning the championship? You can answer that question last, but to answer this question first, how can Notre Dame finally win a bowl game? They've been in the bowl game dropped for a minute, I believe, especially in the playoffs, college football playoffs. Uh, I think they have to stop being so racist systemically with who they're allowing to play the quarterback position and try to be more like it's the same thing with these. I don't know, Chicago. I mean, Chicago a little bit has Trubisky start to realize the type of quarterback they need and they get to shine at a, in the racist streak that they've been on. But I think Notre Dame needs to recruit athletic players. I think the players that they recruit are really good and solid fundamentally. And, you know, they're, they're sound to do routines and their players are able to listen to the coaching staff. But they don't have gritty ditty players like, you know, from the South. You know what I'm saying? Like those players just play differently with passion. And um, I think at the quarterback position, you need a passionate quarterback. And we have never had that in Notre Dame. So not having that type of quarterback really does impact the type of games you're going to win. So if they able to really sit down, recruit, and find that leader of a quarterback that has passion, that's driven, that's athletic, talented, really once-in-a-lifetime type of quarterback – I think they'll win bowl games, uh, but until then, they probably won't. We'll lose to teams like Alabama, who is prepared uh, with NFL talent all around. And that's why I have them winning against Ohio State. While Ohio State did look impressive against Clemson, and I did believe they would win, I just think Alabama, with now a Heisman receiver, and Devontae Smith, and Mac Jones as well, uh, being a candidate, I think that they'll win. And not to mention, like, Najee Harris is still invincible. So, <laughs> with everything that they have as weapons and with the history books saying that their dynasty is very much still intact, you got you to gotta see them adding another one on this year. So, I got them winning. Uh, Jace, are you riding? You keeping with the SEC theme here and going with Bama, or are you picking OSU for the upset? <laughs> I'm an LSU Tiger till I die, okay? I will never go for a roll tie. I never do it. Talk so I'm it. going with Ohio State, okay? I'm going with Ohio State. Um, I feel like Justin Fields can pull it out. Gotcha. That's it? That's all I can say. I, can't <laughs> I do think I have an Alabama winning as well. I do think it won't be a blowout like what Cut was saying. I think it will be a touchdown game. I just feel like in this new era, college football is all about scoring the most points. And I think Alabama offense is prolific. Uh, Najee Harris, uh, why they say Jalen Waddle might be back in this game as well. Devontae Smith, Heisman winner. But the Ohio State has great offensive talent too with Trey Sermon and Chris Olaf. And with um, Justin Fields showed it. There was questions about his draft stock coming in. Should he be the number two overall pick? He quiet all those doubters with bruised ribs, throwing six touchdowns, looking perfect, magical, accurate. He outplayed Trevor Lawrence in that game last night. And I think he can outplay Mac Jones again. There's a reason it's an eight-point spread. There's something – they believe that he can outplay Mac Jones. I know it will be tough. It's a Bama defense. I know all that. But the weakness yeah. to Bama – the weakness to Bama is a quarterback that can throw the ball. Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow. And Justin Fields can add, add himself to that list with a stellar performance. They have to play stellar. 
like no mistakes. If they play no mistake free, no mistake free football, I can see the upset. But I'm riding with Alabama. Mistake I trust them boys to get it done. What mistake free? Don't mistake correct me. I'm trying to talk. However, I can uh, I could agree with that. That throwing the ball is the way to beat them. And nobody ever said Justin Fields wasn't the better best quarterback in this game against like this in this actual game here. It's just uh, Alabama's the better team. We've seen a better team lose before. So is Mac Jones coming back? He's gonna. Uh, I think he comes. Probably not. He's not. He gonna come out because they got uh, another five star that got to play. Bryce Young. Say that again. Say what again? That last part you said. What was the last part I said? You said something about like you just never know what you're gonna get, or I didn't say like that. some something along something along the lines of you just never know. Like anybody can beat anybody, right? I said. Bam, the weakness to Bama is a passing quarterback. We've seen it with Trevor Lawrence. We've seen it with Joe Burrow. We've seen it with um, – just forgot his name that quick. But, just, yeah, Justin Fields can add his list to that name if he plays stellar. They can't, they got to play mistake-free football. Okay. Because they have the offensive talent. College football is no longer who has the better defense. It's better who has the better offense. I think Bama definitely has the better offense. But if Bama offense becomes stagnant or something, they start off slow or something, three and out due to the championship atmosphere – I'm sure Justin Fields and the boys can take the lead with Trey Sermon. We saw what Justin Fields did under pressure. The winning he was, he was everybody like all the analysts on ESPN and other networks were calling. They were thinking Clemson was going to uh, wax Ohio State. They had their backs up against the walls before. And I think Justin Fields built for it. I just, but I have Bama winning, but I would not be surprised if OSU win. Sound like you doubt just, it. Trying to cover your pick. Trying to play both sides. That's what it sounds like. Uh, I kind of like Ohio State, man. I kind of want Ohio State to win, but I'm riding with Bama. I ain't gonna play both sides. OU, I mean, yeah, OU. No, OSU. OSU. Yeah, OSU. All right. Is there any more football news before we talk about the National Basketball Association? Let's hop into basketball, man. Let's go, let's go, let's go. All right, all right. We're going to start off with some news. want to say prayers up to Markel Fultz uh, towards ACL yesterday. Uh, Just a great talent, a great comeback story that was in the works, but suddenly derailed due to injuries. Mm -hmm. Man, that guy was really coming on too, man. Praying for him for real. That happens, man. All right, we're gonna. I'm gonna talk about some records real quick before I give you all your time for y'all takeaways. Uh, the best team in the NBA is the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, Cud has been real critical of them and their on their playoff or the lack thereof, their success in the playoffs. Cud, are you ready to dispel that after a seven and one hot start? Are you still riding on them? Are you are you, are you still waiting to see them in the playoffs? And my apologies, seven and two. Um, I think it's good for them right now. I am waiting to see it in the playoffs and see if it works because I don't think Ben and Embiid wins series together. But so far, so so far, so good. Maybe Doc told him something. I don't know. I don't. Great I don't really motivational care. speaker. I don't care as long as Ben thrives. To be honest, so if they win it. Who cares? For me. I got you. Um, the Phoenix Suns and the Los Angeles Lakers have the best conf- best record in the Western Conference, tied at six and two. Are we surprised that the Suns are off to a hot start? JB, you start. No. As I said earlier in the season, I felt as if uh, Phoenix would be pretty hot. You know, there'll be a playoff team this year. And I felt as if, you know, the Suns would take that next step and actually become a playoff contender. And they've done so under the uh, leadership of Chris Paul. What he brings to those guys is toughness and a true leader. You got Jay Crowder, real three and D guy, can go out there and get you between 15 and 18 and play great defense. Um, DeAndre Ayton, 
I mean, you got and D book himself, the guy I picked to win MVP this year. Um, man, th- these guys is just you know they clicking, and I knew going into the season, Monty Williams would have them emphasizing defense because the offense has never been the problem; it's always been the defense. So now that you got one of the best defensive point guards ever, I mean, sky's the limit, man. I don't know if they can uh, beat L.A., but I definitely could see them surprising everyone and making it to the Western Conference Finals. That's on wax. Mm, got you. Uh, I'm gonna, before I give it to you, John, Jace, the Hawks have starting off to a 4-1 and one incredible record, have lost three straight, and now they are 4-4. Four and four. What has happened to the Hawks' fiery start? Talk to us, man. Man, listen. Um, yes, they have lost three straight. But I still have hope in the Hawks, okay? I still have hope in them. Um, I feel like Trey Young, uh, I don't, I forgot what last game. How much he, he, he went off last game, didn't he? Let's take a looky. <laughs> yeah, like four points, like seven or four points. It was seven. He played terrible. Yeah. So that's not gonna happen for him a lot. So that's that's the reason why they lost last game. But I don't know. It's too early in the season to know what's gonna happen. But I just hope I just know that they're not gonna go last seed like they were last year. Not last year, but close to last seed like they were last year. So I, I can't really put a put a exact answer on it, but yeah, I still have hope in them. Got you. And before we give in, get into you guys, each individual takeaways, John, the Pacers are six and two, shocking the NBA world. Nobody expected them to return to this status, even with the loss of TJ Warren, a new head coach, Sabonis and Brogdon has returned. The, uh, can you talk to us about why this Pacers team has suddenly awoken, like broke onto the scene? Uh, Personally, I don't really I don't really like the Pacers. I don't really like the Pacers. I didn't think they'd make the playoffs this year. Um, so Nate Bajorkin, the head coach of the Indiana Pacers, is former assistant coach of the Toronto Raptors championship winning Toronto Raptors. Oh, wow. The team has championship experience in the organization that can be transferred to the players. Uh, secondly, the return of Demontis Sabonis has been probably the most noteworthy news he looks like he hasn't had lost a step. Uh, in fact, like he's gotten better. Right. <laughs> as far as playmaking, uh, he, he's a triple-double type of player, and he looks on the same level with Jokic as far as being impactful. So I think like because they have that big, because they have Miles Turner, because Oladipo also looks impressive this year and scoring at least 20, I think, four times, they have an offense and a team that plays defense, uh, you know, well enough to win games. So – you know, it's impressive what they're doing uh, with the first-year head coach and the fact that they're on, you know, top of the – not on top of each conference, but, well, they only got two losses, and the Sixers got two losses as well now, so they're tied for that top spot. So, you know, I, I think they're, they're going to win a lot of the games. Their roster is good, so it's it's cool to see it, I guess. All right, and get into NBA takeaways. What you've seen between these latest few games in NBA you've been seeing? Talk to us, man. Yeah, so what is it, week three of the NBA? Yeah. Um, and things are starting to normal themselves out. I guess, like, with time, things play themselves out, and we're starting to see the teams 
that we think are definitely going to go and be a good playoff team. And we're starting to see those teams that we think are definitely not going to make the playoffs. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I've been pretty correct on who I believe is going to make the playoffs, but it's just still too, still too close to call for a lot of these teams with Houston being 13th right now, you know, they're two and four, they got their players back Wall and Harden is playing and Boogie is there, but they're still losing games. So you got to wonder what the fate is of the Houston Rockets this season. Um, Golden State looks impressive. Like we, we see now that they are one of the better teams in the Western Conference. I don't know why this disrespect was like given to them, but it's, it's shown that they're going to win games. They're going to make the playoffs and Curry is going to play well. And they have a deep enough squad to compete. Draymond is back. He's playing well. He played 30 something minutes last game. He's getting his numbers up and hustle stats. He's making plays for James Wiseman. He already said James Wiseman is going to be uh, a top caliber center in the league. So, I mean, that's my biggest takeaway. And lastly, I'm impressed with the Pelicans. They did lose last game uh, to the Thunder, which I don't see how they lost that game. But I am impressed with them managing to win games this season um, after kind of like emotionless beginnings from uh, years before. But having Steven Adams, having, I guess, Bledsoe, um, is giving them a chance to compete uh, with a lot of teams. So I, I'm impressed with the Pelicans winning, and hopefully they can remain in a position to make the playoffs because I, I think they have playoff type of players. So, oh, and lastly, Julius Randle, man. Also, John. Y'all boys, man, Julius Randle got the Knicks hooping. This man, bro, have y'all seen – if you've seen him, his rebounds the last seven games, bro, it's been 12, 17, 16, 14. Like his – and he's scoring like 25 points, and he's getting assists, and he's getting blocks of steals. Turn the ball over, but they're winning games. So I try to tell you about the Knicks, man. Uh, Austin Rivers is also there. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, that's my takeaway. And shout out to Philadelphia. Uh, hopefully, Markel can have a speedy recovery. But Cole Anthony, it's your time to shine. So, right. Jalen, what are your NBA takeaways in this week or previous games? But uh, so. I have been paying attention to, you know, mainly the Suns, seeing what they're doing, also the Warriors. I feel like the Warriors are coming around and they're starting to click now. You just seen Steph give Dane 62. Like, I mean, that ain't no easy task to get that man 62. And I just feel as if they are clicking at the right time. Um, I also like what I see out in Sacramento. Them boys is hooping. I don't know what Luke Walton then told them or whatever the case may be, but the boys hooping now. Tyrese Halliburton, he's single-handedly the reason why they're winning games. I like the young rook. The young rook can shoot. Um, man, I just feel like they are – they're trending towards being a playoff team. And I didn't foresee this, but I definitely see them – they could make – they could be one of the bubble teams, man, seriously. Those guys are that good. They compete night in and night out, and they have the young talent to do so. Um, also, did not see the Knicks being five and three. Definitely thought they were going to be at least all and eight. <laughs> so, shout out to John for that prediction. Um, also, my Miami Heat struggling right now. Leads the league in turnovers. Um, Holly Hero doesn't. We will not make. We, we will not make the playoffs if we continue to play how we playing how we're playing right now. Just being real. 
Uh, can't see anybody turning the ball over 20 plus times. I don't care who you are. Um, well, probably LeBron could do that, but we ain't got that. So, yeah, we're trending on the up and on the down to not be in the playoffs this year. If we continue to turn the ball over at the rate that we do, y'all go. Uh, y'all go. We should. We should. I hope. I don't know, but also, uh, you know, I like what I see. Man, listen. I don't feel like this guy is getting his flowers, and he's been playing like the MVP of the league, the Joker. Guys, averaging a triple double as a big man. He's not getting recognition because they only won one game. <laughs> yeah, they're losing. But uh, I think they got three wins under their belt. They play the Mavs right now, so three and they four. Three and four. We'll see. On a two-game winning streak. One and four when he was going crazy. They won but, two straight. Understand that's. It's just like certain teams you can't really take seriously when they start winning. It's like if – like just the Orlando Magic. Come on now. Do we really think the Orlando Magic was going to like make a run for the one seed? No. They just had a great couple of games, and now they're back to square one. Jace has a question for you. They're not back to square one. They're still winning games. They're 6-2. They're second, high for the one seed. Second team in the, in the East. Okay, so who in here thinks that Orlando will finish top three as a top three seed? Uh, JB, I just got a question for you, bro. Probably top three. Yes. Um, on your Orlando, like it, it's basketball, okay? We were playing basketball, <laughs> here, okay? It's a team sport. Mm-hmm. So, your team, for instance, did we really think they were going to go to the finals? Nah. <laughs> okay. Nobody, though. Okay, but we knew they would make the playoffs. Yeah. We knew they would make the playoffs for sure. Like a top five playoff team. And also, my point with the Hawks, like them, very talented, but like I said, they can, they don't know how to be consistent. They don't have winning habits yet. And in order to make the playoffs, you have to have winning habits. You can't start off hot and then all of a sudden you drop, what is it, two? Three games? Yeah. Four and four. Y'all yep. three and four. So they still doing something better than y'all. Oh, okay. Let's see how that let's see what happens at the end of the season. But anyway, like I was saying. Because Jimmy's been out. Because Jimmy's been out if you're gonna tell the full story. It's 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 early, bro. It's okay. They got a Jimmy Butler on their team. They got they got Jimmy Butler. Okay. Yeah. Hey, uh, Somebody else go because I'm not for to do this. <laughs> hey, hey, cut. What's your takeaways, then? Takeaways. My one of my big Pelicans. Excuse me. I can't hear you. The Pelicans are buns. We lost, lost by one point last night to the Thunder. I don't know how I didn't really watch, but we'll be on ESPN tomorrow. Make sure you tune in. Um, Monday when we played against the Pacers, we actually should have won, but they caught a charge on Bledsoe that. They caught a charge on Bledsoe that they didn't call when Oladipo did the same move to play before, but so they weak. But and other than that, sound like y'all lost. <laughs> we'll, we play a shot tomorrow. I'm not concerned. Uh, but my my big takeaway is um, I am surprised by the Sixers, as Bruiser said. Uh, the Magic are a shocker, but I do want to talk about the Pacers, who everybody removed from the playoffs. Except Jalen. Except Jalen. We was all removing them from the playoffs at uh at the beginning. Um, 
That I might have to eat those words if they keep it up. Sabonis is balling, Depot balling, Brogdon balling. Brogdon really is Brogdon's team. You can't talk about Brogdon, boy. I don't know. It's Brogdon and Sabonis' team. Depot really just, he just, you know, he just does, but it's Brogdon's yeah. team. Though. It's really Brogdon's team for real. Uh, <laughs> I do want to talk about my boy JB and Tatum, but JB. That everybody kind of try to underwrite as they're the, like both averaging 27 points a game. They're they're both they're like six and seven in points per game this year. Jalen Brown is better. People be he can play both sides of the ball and average 27. Tatum is the better bucket, yes. But but Jalen Brown is got the best player every night. I don't want Kimba to come back for real. I don't <laughs> uh oh, let's talk. Hey, let's, let's talk about <laughs> it real quick. Let's talk about it real quick before you cut to the like they might not eat. Yeah, uh, should they because I know if they bring him back and they try to lower Jalen Brown to the third again, like they did in the playoffs, try to make him shrink himself for him. So do y'all think they should you think Kimba should come back with a minimum role playing a third option, or do you think they should try to move him and bring in somebody? What do you guys think? Third option, bring six him man, back. Third option, six man, or bye bye. Yes, he needs six to be man. the third option. He's paid too much money to be the six man. Yeah, no, he's not don't. a six man. They ain't got to play Marcus Smart no time soon. Let Mark, bro, you can't. Hundred million dollars coming off the bench cut, really? Bro, you're tripping. He's not bro. even. He's Kimba's a not going to allow that to happen. You paying me this much money to sit on the bench and be a six man? Play for Rozier, get Rozier, and let Rozier come off the bench and let him. Go. Rozier, Kimba, Rozier. Kimba needs to come in and average. He needs to be an eighteen to twenty point score per game, and also ISIS. I don't want him to mess up the chemistry. Yeah, like I mean, he's never been that kind of guy to mess up his chemistry. Year, he messed it up. He just, he just did it in the playoffs. He messed it up. That's literally what happened. Yeah, but now he sees who. Okay, I'm either going to Jalen or I'm gonna go to Jason. Like, they're the number one options on the team. Right? Yeah, it was too many. They had, but now you got Kimba. Kimba gonna need the ball. Marcus Smart play off the ball. Kimba gonna need the ball. And plus, we on, the on the ball. And the defensive side of things, we all know Kimba, like you might have to shade a player over there to help him on some defenders, especially if they're doing the switching in the playoffs, get a big on them. Hmm? Maybe there's a dialogue that we had with the point guards Danny Ainge brings in because they ain't they ain't it. Seven Marcus Smart, he liked that. The last good one was IT. Well, not good one, great. IT was great that, that year. So, yep. Uh, what needs to happen is. They draft point guard too. Oh yeah, they need to redefine his role. In the West, the Suns are surprised, but I mean, I expected him to make the off, so it's just it's just a testament to Amani. Um, Lakers mm-hmm. gonna Laker. Clippers turned it around from the early little questionable moment. Well, I play in the back to back. Yeah, that, that's that line. That that that's that really made me upset. Back to back since 2017, bro. I was like, all right, like I. They could have just not told me that. So you're telling me for four years, you know how many back-to-backs they play in the NBA? They play at least like 15, almost 15 back-to-backs. Or like, you, not, if not 15, you, a little bit lower. And this man ain't played one in four years? Who? Kawhi. Oh, dang, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. we were talking about the best player in the NBA. We, people was, well, I never said it, but people were saying that. Top five, top five. He's not top five. If you don't Cut play, you can't be the best at nothing. Sorry, not sorry. Talk to him, Cut. Let him know. Uh, He's the Tony Romo of basketball. Without, I mean, Tony Romo doesn't have a ring, but 
O-rings. I see you trying to do that, Jay-Z. Um, what else I want to say? Something about, oh, the Rockets, two and four. They still can't play defense. We, I, we said, I think it's crazy. I think it's crazy because when mm-hmm. we had this conversation right after the bubble, you, you, you said, what should the Rockets do? And I, I think all of us literally said, blow it up. Like, we said, blow it up. Like, <laughs> very hard at back. We said, you're not going to win. And, like, now it's crazy looking at this team, and you didn't blow it up. In fact, you tried to build around Harden by bringing Wall in and trading Russ. Like, the, the general decisions have been stupid. Like, let's just let's just call it what it is. These have been, like, literally the worst decisions. How do you just try to put things together real quick? Like, okay, we lost Mike D'Antoni. Let's go get Steven Silas, his number one offensive rating team from Dallas. Let's bring in Wall, who just got off an injury. Let's bring in Boogie, who just got off an injury. Let's bring in these players. Let's bring in Harden, who don't want to be here. Like, in what world? Does all these circumstances coming together lead to a The only person thriving from this is Cardin's points per game, which is what he cares about. And well, not what he cares about, but what he's good at. And Christian Wood. Everybody else, you just there. And the coach is going to suffer because this is embarrassing. And his coaching record is going to look bad because this is, not, this is probably not his ideal team, nor I don't think he had really a say-so in the team. He just knew Russ didn't fit. However... It's bad for us too, because the Wizards are struggling too. And they they combined for 80 points last night. Or because Walt Bill had 60 and Russ had, I think, 20, 20, um, I want to say 20 even, but I, like I can't the, the Wizards are the second most, the second highest scoring team in the NBA per game. They just are getting like they're not defending on the other end. Like they're they average 120.8 points point per game. That's well. that's only second to the Bucks with 125. They just are getting outscored on the other side of the ball. Their point differential is negative 2.1. They're being they be in close games, but they just can't yeah. finish for some reason. Yeah, and David Bertans did give 17 last night, so I can't diss him. Bill just so come out night. Bill just had 60 against the uh, uh Bill had 60. Russ had 20. Certain and Bertans had 17. And Thomas Brown had 11, and they still lost. But however, they played the Sixers, and it was one thirty. They had six losses, but they only lost to three teams. That's the crazy part. Two losses against the Sixers, two losses against the Bulls, and two losses, I believe, against the Hornets. So it's like, you know, and they play they tomorrow. Beat, they beat the Nets the other day. They just huh? and they play Boston tomorrow night. It's just a tough. Yeah, but they can win though. Like you get the players, you got like Bill just scored sixty. You got Russell Westbrook, like. You really look at the Wizards and you say, y'all should be better than what this is right now. It is a new team, but, yeah. Twice, I, think it's twice, twice, twice. I mean, they, they schedule just not opening up. When they play teams outside of that, they, they did beat the Brooklyn and they did beat the Timberwolves. So maybe as the season goes on, they'll get better. I feel like they're in a better situation than Houston. I got you. So that's just me. But, um, yeah, that's my takeaways. And um, the Grizzlies 2-5, and five, but I think that's just – Without Jai, that 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 and without Jai and Jaren, I said it. Got a test today. Yeah. Said it last week. What? <laughs> I said uh, the Grizzlies won't make the. They won't be in the playoff picture due to the, the injuries of Morant. They're cooked. They're cooked. They got. I mean, if they could last two more weeks, just be just be surf. They almost beat the Lakers. They could just stay. <laughs> and I, and I and I and I ain't gonna lie. If I'm a team and I have a major injury like that, I think I start looking at bringing in veterans. You got all these people sitting at home, bro. Michael Beasley at home, Lance Stevenson at home, IT at home. Why not give them a chance? You could bring in veterans because I think those veterans play better than a lot of teams right now. At home, bro. If I'm the Grizzlies, bro, I, Isaiah Thomas will be starting at point guard. I'm sorry, I, I don't think nobody else on that team is that. 
like oh, Grayson Grace Allen, Allen Denver Brooks. They're trying to develop their young core. Yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, before we get to new music, Jace, we haven't forgot about you, but what are your NBA takeaways? I only look at team. Well, in the beginning of the season, I only look at the teams that really matter, like the Lakers, Nets, um, the Warriors. They matter to me now. Um, the Warriors, I I'm not sold on them. Every time they win, Steph has scored thirty plus. Uh, that's Steph is not gonna do that. That's every night. Huh? I said that's expected huh? though. Do you think they'll make the playoffs? No. Okay. I don't think he's gonna because if no the way. They make the playoffs if Steph averages 32 okay. the whole season, the entire season. He has average 32. It's possible, but at his age and stage of his career without Clay, all this and that, people – and then they're going to start throwing looks at him, even though it's still Steph Curry. He's still the best shooter of all time. But it's going to make it harder for him to score. So I don't think they'll make – well, if they make the playoffs, they're going to be a low seed. I say – Oh, for sure. Bottom, bottom. Yeah, the, the bottom. conversation coming into the season was, can he lead this team to the playoffs? Like what Russ did, like what Harden did, like what Chris Paul did, like what LeBron did. Do you think right. he'll just make them seven AFC? If he gets them to the playoffs, his legacy is like, it's clean. But if he doesn't make it, people are going to think, oh, he's the greatest shooter all the time, but he needed help from defensive player of the year, Draymond Green, all-star shooter, Klay Thompson, Kevin Durant. Like, so like, yeah, that's how you feel I mean, and with that conversation, he'll never he'll never leave that like that conversation will never leave his side because with that help he went to the finals and won and stuff like that. So I mean with the and when they won, they were going against hurt teams in the finals. Right. Say. So I mean this would add to his legacy, of course. Um I just don't see them going to the playoffs in my opinion. I don't see him averaging thirty two points a game. Because Andrew Wiggins, you're not going to get any help from Andrew Wiggins. He's, <laughs> I'm sorry to say. He's, carry his dead weight. Ah, he can't carry it. It's too much. Yeah, they and they're, and they're trying to make him something that he's not with Kelly Oubre on the side as well. Having them, that I, I've seen the stat. It was like they shot, like, was it 23s? And they only made, like, four with them combined yeah. or something like that. Yep. So, they're not right for that system. So, I feel like as a team, they won't make it to the playoffs. But, um, yeah, uh, Lakers, of course, LeBron, AD, uh, they're going to do what they want to do. Um, the Nets, the Nets is surprising. Well, not surprising, but it's interesting seeing um, seeing Kyrie and KD last seconds of the game. I thought KD was going to get that ball. I thought he was going to have the first shot, but he ended up not having the first shot, and he ended up missing. So, um, I still see them – uh, making uh, top three. Yeah, top three in the East. So, I feel like it's still too early to even make predictions or um, anything like that, but that was the only takeaways I got from these first three weeks of basketball. I got you, bud. Um, is there any more NBA news before we shift gears to music? I guess not. Uh, Clark, Clark. I think so. I think the Suns are really good, like okay. really, really good. When you look at their team, the bench, like the, the people that come off the bench is Javon Carter from West Virginia. You got Cam Johnson, you have Dario Saric, and you have um, 
I don't know. But the fact of the matter is that they really do play defense. They have Jay Crowder, I think, is one of the best two-way players in the league. Chris Paul literally being there is making a difference. Like, the team is playing defense. Like, and in today's NBA, like you're saying, like, these teams are scoring 130 points, 125, 115 points. But this year, you when we crown a champion – it's going to have to be the team that plays the best defense. Now, I think the Suns being number one right now in defensive rating and allowing the fewest points per game, it put themselves in a position to, you know, go to the finals perhaps because that's just what you need to do to get there, play defense. So shout out to Chris Paul for going and joining the organization with Monty Williams, who he has a lot of history with. And I think that they'll, you know, they'll make a, a real competitive run in the end. So I agree. I agree. Uh, oh, I agree with my word. something. Yo. Um, another thing with the Warriors thing, your best player, the, it was like the best, your best player can't be a point guard for you to win the finals. Facts. And this is, at, this is definitely testing Steph, that, that conversation with Steph. They won't make the finals. They won't. But if they make the playoffs, I'll, I'll say that conversation it's only for Steph Curry, bro. It's only for Steph because he was the best player at that time. He did huh? one. He did that one time, and I think it was just a matchup thing. I think that Cleveland team wasn't depleted; they wouldn't have won. Like when he won the first one, say like he would have played. I think Miami beat. I think the Heat. I think the the Cavs beat beat. Was it the Celtics in the conference championship? They I beat, think it was the Celtics. Uh, no, it was the um twenty fifteen. Either the Hawks, first, Raptors or Hawks. With the Raptors and Hawks, say, well, say he played, say they played the Raptors, or say they played a team like uh, a real team, a team that's complete. They just couldn't get past hurt. Brown. It's not hurt. Man. Yeah, not they couldn't hurt. get past Brown. They would have probably lost. You know what I'm saying? That's all that came down to. But I'm not going to use that to take it. That's his best. That's his best ring to me. And yeah. that Hawks team was really a, that was a great team. It just was individually they came. Met. LeBron was like, oh, there's nothing to me. Like, right. that's why they lost him. But that's not taking nothing away from Curry. That's my favorite Curry ring because then after that, they lost. Then they came back. The team was KD. Then they came back with KD again. It's just – that wasn't – he wasn't the best player on the team anymore. Yeah. Uh, But he was the MVP of that team because that was, like, you know, that was his team. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's your team, you the fan favorite, but he doing all the work. That's what mm-hmm. that was. But not all the work, but he doing – He's the, he's the difference in the game. He's, he's the reason you won it. Yeah. But, um, if, yeah, I just think this is hard for a point guard to lead a team to success. Like, it won't – because you're going to run into somebody that's more athletic, more – more – more – um Bigger. they just more responsible for more. They could do more. You let – and being – you 6'3", point guard, you know what I'm saying? That's why Ben Simmons so scared because he is 6'10", point guard. And that's why I think LeBron playing the point last year – is what took the Lakers over the hump. When you got somebody that, that's that athletic and that, you know, and that big. It's just, now, you know what they're going to do with the ball. It's, like, it's, just, it's a mismatch. Yeah. That, that's why Luka was supposed to be so much of a problem. And that's why I picked him to be my MVP candidate. But, you know. But Porzingis back in a couple weeks, so we'll see what they do. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Let's get into that new music. Cut Carter. Ain't much like setting stone dropping right now, but um, I look for my little my weekly uh music post that post all the new music, but it ain't talking about nothing. So 
I'm gonna just have to use I use Twitter and apparently we are getting um a new Russ and Lil Baby record. Oh yeah. We're getting um we're getting a oh, look, I'm sorry, I had to pull it up on the I, I scrolled. Apologies. Oh, we may be getting Lil Dirk the voice deluxe tonight. What? Did you see the video last night for Still Trapping? I seen the snippet. I ain't watched the whole thing yet. Um, speaking of videos, Lil Uzi and uh, Future dropped the video for Drinking and Smoking, uh, exactly produced and directed by uh, DJ Eskimo City, the coolest DJ in the world. Uh, Griselda, if, if if you listen to that that type of rap, they're dropping a a, a project called Conflicted. It's a soundtrack. And then Zara Larson, if you ever heard of her, she's a pop singer. Uh, she got a song with Thug dropping tonight. So that's all I really know. Oh, and Doja Cat and uh, Saweetie been promoting something today, and it, it and it looks aesthetically pleasing for the eyes. <laughs> yes, sir. Um. So that's all I really have on music. Uh. Yeah, I don't. It's not much set in stone. Like I haven't seen guaranteed drops tonight. <laughs> um, before I do my closing remarks, uh, John, we started a podcast off talking about the events that happened on at the state capitol as well as the events that happened in Kenosha. We just want to get your thoughts before we end the podcast. Yeah, uh, so the events that took place yesterday at Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. was extremely unfortunate and just an example of the white patriarch that exists in this country and how unfortunate law enforcement response to certain incidents when it comes to demonstrations. And this wasn't even demonstrating. This was straight out terror and terroristic and an act of terrorism. But these terrorists were allowed to enter a building under the assistance of us, um, officers who knew about this incident for weeks. So it's, it's just kind of crazy to think about the situation and just even looking at images. And you really think and when you put it in a big picture, you you really see like this was people who love one person, people who are fans of this one person, like crazy fanatics. And they, to a certain extreme, are so crazy about this person that they're willing to risk their lives to enter a government building. And you think about every other president in American history, no president has ever incited rage and riots like this like this is literally illegal like this is literally a federal charge to incite riots especially on government grounds so i think that it's just crazy to see this unravel from a president like obama didn't have like we people were like very much for obama but obama didn't have a whole clan of people ready to attack on site like i think it's kind of wild but I am extremely proud with the NBA response and just how they continue to be um, activists for social issues like this. And I very much am proud of my boys, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum for their remarks on the events that took place yesterday and how they felt towards it. So for those that's listening, like whatever you do, you can be whatever you want to be in life. Like that's really cool. Like you can be a basketball player, a football player, like, you can be a cook, but that's that's fine. But you still must raise awareness for something because, like, if you don't, then the opposition will get in and try to kill 
and destroy. So you just gotta make sure that we're raising awareness, having conversations like this and making sure that we're pushing further generations of activists so that we can actually live in a better place for real, for real. So that's all I got. Appreciate you. Appreciate that, John. We all had a, our spill at the beginning. So we appreciate your words and of course your response. And this will conclude episode 86 of the Pack Life Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to like, comment, share, and subscribe. We're available to you on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and YouTube. Follow us at Pack Life Powder or Pack Life Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I got that right. Beside me, we got Slim Reaper, Mr. Jace. Welcome him back in 2021. Hey, y'all be safe. Y'all stay blessed up, man. Please. Diagonally, we got my brother, Mr. Cut Carter. Cut through. Also, diagonally, we got Mr. JB himself. Yes, sir. Make sure y'all visit patbrand.net and purchase some gear. Got everything you need. And last but not least, we got Mr. Johnny Mars. Shout out to Warnock, uh, Morehouse man, alma mater. You know, first black senator in Georgia. Shout out to that boy, that man. Uh, and stay safe, because they had shirts on at that rally that said Civil War. So if they're expecting something, then clearly they're trying to incite something. And there were militia groups outside of different state houses uh, across the country, including Atlanta, where we currently reside. So just stay safe again for everybody. Stay safe and stay dangerous, man. Stay safe and stay dangerous. And I'm your host, Bruiser Carter. Thank you for tuning in. Episode 86, recorded in 2021, kicking it off right. Our two-year anniversary, January 22nd or 28th, I believe. I forgot, but two years. Been crazy with this ride that we've been on, so... Appreciate y'all boys. Appreciate everybody for tuning in, supporting with us, rocking with us. And we out of here, man.